Mm -hmm. Lee has definitely like sort of a dark like goth fun energy about her. 13 year old Ash. She's who 13 year old Ash wanted to be. 100% she is. It's the hottest, coolest time in Texas. We're going to Schlitterbahn. <laughs> and that is the unofficial advertisement by that pretentious book club for Schlitterbahn. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Do you guys, so uh, Schlitterbahn's not a nationwide thing, is it? It's the hottest, coolest time in Texas. In Texas. I, I think, think it's that they Texas do have other thing. locations, though. Oh. It's a water park, anyways, mainly in Texas, possibly other places. Well, it definitely as well. started in New Braunfels. And the That's the correct. but the beautiful um, I don't even know what to call what, what that was. What is it? <laughs> the jingle. Yeah. <laughs> the beautiful jingle that you just heard was sung by our own Doctor Spoons Palermo Hello. and our special guest for this episode, Haley. Special love, everybody. Our Happy to be here. Official podcast nurse. Nurse. Yes, that's oh. our, that's absolutely right. We, We've got the mixologist, thing. the crier, the nurse, the nurse, and, and your father dad. is the the official dad and uncle. Yeah. Podcast. So oh. nurse Hal, we sometimes we call her Doctor Hal. Doctor uh, Hal, wow, two doctors. Us. I'm feeling very unqualified. <laughs> <laughs> There's I'm a lot with the of medical knowledge in this microphone. Um. Dr. Hell, is the clavicle the same thing as the collarbone? That is correct. <gasps> Excellent. So we were correct. So this Incredible. won't make sense to anyone who hasn't listened. Who, who, okay, episode nine is not going to come out until next week based on when this <laughs> one comes out because we recorded out of order. Yeah. But when future, you listen to episode nine, this will make sense. Yeah, we will talk about it in the future. Don't worry Just about remember, it. Just remember, you're okay. going to be listening to us talk about whether the clavicle and the collarbone are the same. You're going to be like, duh, I know. Dr. Hell said so. <laughs> yeah. Dumb Dr. Spoons, Palermo, and Wheezy. Uh, I'm actually a psychologist, so I don't know. <laughs> about Look, I'm just a bartender. <laughs> really, just a bartender. Just so this episode, uh, this is That Pretentious Book Club. We've got Dr. Spoons, Palermo, a.k.a. Kendall. We have Haley, our special guest and nurse. And mm-hmm. then I, of course, am... Wheezy, also Ash. Indeed. And this week we have our special guest and we're talking about the third Shadow and Bone book. The third and final in the Grisha trilogy. Ruin and Rising Ooh. by Lee Bardugo. Yay! Ooh. Round of applause for our queen. Applause, applause, Absolutely. Applause. She's my hero. I almost put on black lipstick today. In, like, just like in, <gasps> in deference to her. Oh yes. my gosh. Again, for this episode, we're not doing the author bio, which is our usual thing, but that's just because this is part of our special episode series on the Grisha trilogy. So if you want uh, Lee Bardugo's bio, we did it in episode, I think, four, when we did Shadow and Bone for the first time. Did we talk about what her... A zodiac sign is because now I can't. No, remember. we didn't. Here, I'll look it up real quick. Okay, so Spoons just so we can gonna... have it on the books. Yeah, there we go. Fun uh, fact for all the viewers: it was Lee's birthday just a few days ago. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, Happy so birthday, she's an Aries. Lee. She's an Aries like me. Perhaps. Oh my God, Lee. A- Lee. Wait, my middle name is Lee. Lee, we're the same person. <laughs> she is an Aries. So I have I a lot am, of Aries friends. Actually, I'm an Aries moon sign Scorpio. So. Oh. Yeah, you guys say that because y'all don't know shit about about Zodiac stuff, and neither do I, but all my friends who do know always don't, they don't go, ooh, they go, oh. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) Well, my rising sign is Gemini, so I have, like, literally no room to talk. Yeah. Everyone's always like, Haley, what's "Mm." your sign? 
I'm a Taurus. However, that is as oh, far right. as my knowledge goes. She's a, one of our lovely Tauruses. Okay, every single Taurus we've either done a book about or talked about on this podcast has just been like a gem of a person. William Shakespeare. <gasps> mm-hmm. um, wow. J.M. Barry. In the next episode, we're talking about him. Yeah. Oh, good. And, and uh, my mother, of course, is yes. a Taurus. Oh, love um, her. My grandma's <laughs> a Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> all of the best. So you're in good company. I hear that Tauruses are supposed to be very stubborn. Yes. And yeah. I can see that in myself, yep. unfortunately. Uh-huh. Also very like steadfast, though. Oh. You know? So we're both, we're both earth signs, Haley. Maybe that means we... Oh, God. Haley's spilling alcohol everywhere. Okay. Alcohol. I was the, the official mixologist for this episode as well. So, oh yeah, see, now it's confusing that we did do it out of order because I we know. have decided that everyone's going to get a special title? designation. Yeah, title. designation. Sure. So Ash is mixologist mi- slash pod partner. mixologist. Yeah, it's my. I think it's my true calling, but no one will hire me. <laughs> <laughs> I am a pod crier. Haley is pod nurse. My yes. dad is pod. Um, dad, which I think we mentioned. Dad slash uncle. Pod yeah. Dad slash uncle. Pod dad. Pod dad. Pod dad. <laughs> Pod dad. So I've been so Haley and Spoons. They went to they went to school together as kiddos. So I've been listening for the last like hour to them talk about like old school memories and like singing like the jingles from like learning software that the school put kid picks. Kid picks. Come, Come on, let's play with kid picks. Wow. wow. <laughs> You know, actually, you guys are my two oldest friends. Oh, because really? Because I've known you both since birth. That That's is so true. Well, I'm older Precious. than both of you, so I've known both of you since my since your birth. You knew us in the womb. <laughs> yes, and I was so aware of it. <laughs> Five months old, just ready. I think you were, what, two months old when I was born, right? Well, yeah, you yeah. were born in March, but I was born in mm-hmm. January. Yeah. So, three. Yeah. And Haley is born in May. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's what you have in common. Congrats. Oh, yeah. I actually didn't know that you knew her that long, so that's cute. That's yep. precious. Um, and we've, we have lots of history together, as even as the three of us. And by lots of history, I mean we went to a Jonas Brothers concert together. Oh, my God. And that's when I learned that I, I do have the ability to scream. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know that I could scream before then. And then I was like, what is this horrible sound pouring out of my mouth? I can't stop The it. Jonas Brothers will do that to you. Absolutely, they did. I liked that all the girls screamed way louder than they sang. So I was... Part of me was like, everybody stop shouting so we can hear the Jonas Brothers, but I was also shouting. Exactly. <laughs> you just can't control it. No. Yeah, I definitely didn't hear any of them singing Love Bug. I heard <laughs> Every like thousands of people singing Love Bug. I heard yes. Kendall crying while singing it. <laughs> no, I'm speechless. <laughs> Over the end. It's my job. As I was just screaming and grabbing my felt face and like melting down for the whole concert. You were. Oh my god. We all I was kind of like going into it thinking like okay I know how I'm going to react. I hope I that these people will react. also well at, well at least not judge me for it but lo and behold when we got there all of us lost our minds. Yeah. So it worked I out. did not know that was going to happen to me. I was at, at the same time that I was experiencing it I was like in an out of body experience and I was like what is happening to me? Yeah. What Watching is going yourself on? like Ash get it together. <laughs> yeah. At the same time as I was screaming I love you Joe. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have truly never felt more like I belonged in a place. Everybody- That's exactly what it felt like. I was like we are all but one person exactly. <laughs> it was so fun everyone there was having the same experience absolutely yeah. 
That's so funny. I'll, I'll try. I know I have some pictures from that, so I'll try and put some of those up on the. Yeah, there's some cute ones on those. the Insta. Yeah, I think some of those were super cute. I like that your mom was like, Ash, take care of them. And I was like, this is a lot of responsibility. I'm not sure why it's my job. Yeah, that was funny. But I will do my best. Maybe it's because I was wearing tennis shoes. I don't know. Because she didn't <laughs> trust me. She was like, I know how Kendall's going to react upon seeing Nick Jonas for the first time. Nobody <laughs> predicted how I was going to react. If she had known, I definitely wouldn't have got take care of them. Yeah. She'd have been like, I don't think you should go. <laughs> anyway, none of you are allowed to go. You 22-year-old women. <laughs> Oh, such good times. So we don't have any RPPs again because we're recording this one and episode nine back to back. Yeah. Um, no bio for this one. If you want that one, you can go to episode six where we did Shadow and Bone. Episode sorry, episode four we did Shadow and Bone. Episode six we did Siege and Storm. And now episode eight we're doing the last and final one. However, we made it. beyond this, we are also excited because all three of us will be doing a special Patreon something or other about uh, Shadow and Bone when it comes out on Netflix. Yeah, because we're all going to watch it. We yeah. are so excited. Haley so literally, excited. Haley and I are roommates. She So we has all live across the street from each other. So this is going to happen a lot. Yes. <laughs> I mean, can you blame us though? Oh, there's so many good things to be excited about. So, anyway, so we're very excited. We're, we're going to do something really special for Patreon. If you haven't gotten into Patreon yet, check it out. Spoons made these very entertaining tiers for Patreon. So um, check it out. Uh, we're adding some more stuff. We have some other things that I, I think actually we mentioned in episode nine as well. So we have yep. we have fun videos planned, Shadow and Bone and otherwise. Yep. And then uh, Madison, our wonderful graphic designer and my sister, has some really cool stuff coming out for our Patreon merch soon. So Yay, Maddie. Great. Thanks, Maddie. Thanks. She is so pregnant right She's now. She's so Aww. pregnant. It's, it's a big baby in the belly. The baby's measuring much bigger than expected. Uh-oh. So we're just like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen now? <laughs> How many months is she? Like- um, so she was... Her original due date was in, in June, so... Oh, she's close. Yeah, she's close. Um, But now they're thinking she might come a lot earlier. Oh. So... We'll see. Because she's so big. Yeah. Well, because and, so, and so now they're not like really sure. They're like, maybe the due date was wrong. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Or they're like, maybe baby's just going to come early because she's real big. Her head is growing particularly large. Oh. <laughs> I was like, good luck with that, Maddie. Oh, no. Does she live around here? She can live in no, Oregon. No, she lives up oh. in, yeah, yeah, in Oregon. So. I was like, maybe I'll see her. I'm a labor and delivery nurse, by yeah. the way. <laughs> It'd be amazing. No, I wish. I'm sure she would love it. So Haley's like, oh, tell me the exact measurements of the baby's I'm like, head. So what exactly is her diagnosis? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know We're like, uh, she pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a baby in her belly. Oh. That's all, that's all I know. Baby's name is Grayson. And oh. I'm very excited to see it. I love that name for a girl. Niece. That's so cute. I know, Grayson, Grayson Ann. That's oh, cute. That's really cute. It's very I cute. like that a lot. I'll call her Baby Gray. I like to shriek at her. Baby through the Gray! Phone. Yeah! Baby oh, Gray! God, Baby Gray, if you are ever listening to this far in the future, just know you were beloved from the second oh, that you came into existence. Oh. We are so excited to meet you. I mean, so freaking excited. Yeah. Baby Grace and Anne, we're so excited. We're so excited. I can't wait to meet this baby. Oh my so God. So good luck, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh yep. God, look at my sound bite on that laugh. I, sorry to the listeners. Listen, your laughs are always the loudest sound bites. But I don't know, worry. I'm Sometimes sorry. Like, it's not your fault. <laughs> what the f- and that sound bite was my garbage and falling And that over. was the ghost. <laughs> it probably was the ghost. Oh, Unless it was my cat, because they like to f*** with shit. Oh, f*** 
<laughs> I hope that Flora didn't get like crushed under there. <laughs> no, they usually do knock stuff over, but then they run away like they didn't do it. So that yeah. actually might have been a ghost if it wasn't a cat. I don't know what else did it. That's it's my fine. apartment haunted. That's nice. Yeah, we'll, we'll be fine. Huh. Oh, well. <laughs> Either my cat's dead now or it was a ghost. Oh, God. So. Flora blinked twice. <laughs> <laughs> Flora's like, I can't blink. My eyes are only open all the time. <laughs> Look at Yen sitting so cute. Yes, Yennefer's loving all the attention. Anytime there's anyone besides me in the apartment, she's very happy. Oh, she's so cute. Yes, she thinks so, too. I have once again done... Um, a somewhat dramatic summary. This one might be a little longer than the other episodes, so I I don't really feel bad. If you haven't listened to the other episodes, though, you probably want to, or this one's not going to make a ton of sense. Wait, should we have Haley briefly discuss her relation to the why she was chosen for Absolutely. special guest? Oh, okay. Just describe your Grisha... Um, My Grisha journey? Yes. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> I was in Target as a wee lad. Um, wee lad. Wee lad, and oh. by that I mean like 15 in high school. And as per usual, I was browsing the book section because I love to read. And I saw this awesome book cover, and it said Six of Crows on it. And I was oh like, whoa, this oh book looks so cool. <laughs> it my looks- Six of Crows is in that bag right there. Yes. And I was like, wow, this book has black pages yes. on the outside. Mm-hmm. I have to have it. Literally yep. iconic. And so I did choose the book by its cover. Um, <laughs> you always do. As I normally Listen, do. everybody does. Mm-hmm. That's it's, how you choose yeah. a book. Mm-hmm. That's why they get the good artists to mm-hmm. make yes, the cover. absolutely. Anyway, I won't apologize for it. So I read this book and immediately fell in love. It is my favorite book of all time. The duology is perfect in my eyes. And I actually didn't read the trilogy that came before it. I didn't even know there was a oh, it trilogy comes before it. Well, I never even caught that because I read I read the Six of Crows. First. Oh yeah, yeah. Shadow and Bone is set two years before um, Six of Crows. Yeah, and I didn't know that there was even other books in the Grisha verse until I finished Six of Crows, I believe. And I hadn't read it, hadn't read it, and I knew that the show was coming out. I was super excited, and I was like, hey, I'm obligated to read this book series. I love Lee anyways. Why haven't I? And so I just read the whole trilogy probably in the past two weeks, and I'm in love. I mean, who's surprised? And now you're reading King of Scars. Yes, now which, I'm reading King of yes. Scars, which is amazing so far. And that is supposed – so I, I saw an interview with uh, Lee Bardugo. She guested on – Mino Mercer Meyer, who wrote the mm-hmm. series, yeah. so she has her own podcast about writing, and Lee Bardugo guested on it. And on that, in that interview, Lee Bardugo said that um, the new the new series, the what is it, the one that you're reading, King of Scars, King of Scars, King of Scars that's supposed to be the end of mm-hmm. her books in the Grishaverse. <gasps> Yeah, and yeah. Rule of Wolves, which Rule is the Wolves, second yes. one in the duology, just which came out. Which kills me because, listen, I have a book with a very similar title, and I wrote it a long time ago, and it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, great, now <laughs> Great, now there's a similar title out there. Yeah. yeah. I've but been that's... trying to avoid the spoilers online because Rule of mm-hmm. Wolves is out now, which is the last one, and... I haven't heard anything I feel like it. I've seen, like snippets but i haven't like i just scroll past really fast yeah and so i don't really know what happens but people are freaking out i mean as they should i also have no idea what happens because i haven't haven't seen anything duology about nikolai is like what more could the people want (laughs) lee really knows what she's doing okay she 100 (laughs) knows what she's doing if you listen to uh, marissa meyer's podcast 
what is it called? I'll find it so I can tell you everybody what's, what it's called. Um, if you're a writer, like if you're an author or you just really love books and the process that goes into making them, you might want to listen to this podcast. Um, but it's so funny because Marissa Myers, and I'd never heard her speak before listening to this podcast, is like a ray of bloody sunshine. And Aww. then Lee Bardugo was like, I'm a storm cloud. Hello. <laughs> and they're just like the cutest little combo in this that. episode. It's called The Happy Writer. Oh, happy right. And that that tracks because she's like very bubbly. So then it's really fun to have Lee Bardugo. I mean, she's like totally like a sweet and cute person yeah. too, but like very different. Like uh, mm-hmm. Lee has definitely like sort of a dark, like goth fun. Yes, yeah, she's thirteen year old Ash. She's who thirteen year old Ash wanted to be. One hundred percent, she is. Marissa's like. Hello, I hope you all enjoy my books about uh, fairy tale characters. <laughs> Lee Bardugo's like, I'm about to rip your heart out. So. <laughs> Lee Bardugo's like, he couldn't touch people because as a child. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's fabulous. Okay, so are we ready for this yes. long summary? Okay, go for it. Here we go. Do we want to give a brief like we did with the second one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and. Okay, well, on. at the end of Season Storm. The um the darkling was gone, but then he came back and attacked the little palace, and you know the actual palace um <laughs> because stupid <laughs> ass Vasily gave him the uh, opportunity. <laughs> he reeled it, and uh so basically the Grisha are who have been like preparing the whole book to fight him are completely caught off guard and like they all die except for like ten of them, mm-hmm. and so at the end of the book, Alina um. And the Darkling kind of have like this showdown in the in this chapel, and Alina r- realizes that she can take some of his power and wield it herself, and so she starts creating the Nichevoya. Is mm-hmm. am I saying it right? I uh, think so, the yeah. nothings, the like Sorry, shadow yeah. soldiers. So she starts creating them and like draining the Darkling of his energy, but also killing herself in the process. And it's like badass as hell. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so she actually ends up. The chapel, like, collapses on them, but Alina escapes with the other Grisha that were left and Mal, and they end Mal. up... <laughs> we have a lot of this words about Mal. And the <laughs> and so they escape into these tunnels at, where the Apparat has been, like, gathering forces uh, to fight for her. The Apparat's some kind of creepy. He's, He's like, a weird-ass guy. but, like, more. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so Alina... At the end of the book, at the end of Season Storm, we find out Alina has been uh, f- up. Sorry, Ash, about uh, by <laughs> sorry, Ash, because I have to bleep it out by uh, <laughs> this like little uh, plan of hers, and she's got like white hair, and she's uh, kind of sickly, and she can't use her sun summoning abilities. Mm-hmm. And that's why she's sickly. Not why she has white hair. That's just the thing now. That's just <laughs> what happened. Yeah, <laughs> and so uh, that's where we leave off, and so the third one begins with them. Once again in the in the tunnels, secret Ravkin tunnels. Mm-hmm. I just threw my pen across the room, but no one saw it. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I tried to cross my arms, and I somehow like like the pen all the way over there. It's okay. I guess I don't need it. He so went, <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the passion I have for this book. So uh, we start out with a, a story about the great worm Isimrud, who supposedly made the tunnels. Uh, burrowing deeper and deeper, eating until he was lost in the dark forever, which mm-hmm. is a pretty ominous start. Uh, there's some reference to the White Cathedral in the beginning. The White Cathedral is how they refer to this area underground with the tunnels where 
Alina and Mal and all of them are and all of the apparats, um, the sun soldiers and all of his followers are. Um, it's all the white cathedral hidden underneath, <laughs> hidden underground. Um, but at the beginning, they don't like name names. It just says a boy brought the girl the story about the worm and other stories until he was no longer allowed in her room. And then, you know, it's just sad, sad, sad. Yeah, which I That's like that Lee continued this through the mm-hmm. whole series. Because yeah. she does it with every book. Like, it'll start and end with the boy and the girl. But yeah. we know it's Mal and Alina. Yeah, I do. I, I really like that, too. I like it. Um so there's the prologue. So then, uh, I mean, but at this point, if you've gotten to book three, you're like, I know what she's doing. I know who she's talking about. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. So then uh, we get into chapter one. Uh, Alina's in the tunnels. Everyone's in the tunnels. Uh, the army is growing primarily from wounded soldiers and children who are way too young to be in the army, which is problematic. And Alina does not like it all. Um, she's not in good shape. As, uh, as Boone said, she's very frail. Uh, she can't use her power underground and... The only support they have to fight the Darkling, who somehow survived their crazy battle. Oh, yeah, yeah. And now he's <laughs> ruling the kingdom somehow, the Darkling. Yeah, oh, Listen, I really thought he was going to be ugly in this one. I did, too. I was like, oh, nice. Alina's all frail. She's got white hair now. The Darkling's going to be old and sickly. Yeah. No such thing. He's Not still hot. Still hot. Oh, he's still hot. I know. I like, like, this just isn't fair. It's so unfair. Alina was even like, like okay, what the? do i have to write that down too i can't because my pen is gone somebody remember (laughs) 21 minutes okay (laughs) dang it um okay so the darkling's ruling he is demanding his son summoner back but is facing resistance by who they're now calling the prince of the air which is our boy nikki nikolai we all love him our boy nikki he's perfect in every way (laughs) <laughs> I there's, think that like there's gonna be a lot of tears this episode. So oh <laughs> my god! Nikolai is, I think, the like uh, uniting factor in the in the in fandom. Like, yeah, who doesn't like who him? Doesn't, yes, because there's some people who are like, I like Mal more. I like the Darkling more. But we all know Nikolai is the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Nikolai's yeah. the best boy. Absolutely, yes. he's the best boy. Absolutely. So Alina wants to fight her own war, but the apparatus refusing. So now her and Mal have kind of concocted this plan where they're kind of like using her supposed weakness as a facade. So she's using this to kind of like trick the apparatus into thinking she's not a threat and she can't do anything until they get a chance to escape from the White Cathedral underground and go in search of the Firebird, um, the last and final amplifier. I had a second where I couldn't remember what they were. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, what did I write? But Alina and Mal have something cooking. That's what I wrote. <laughs> and then I said page four. Sometimes I, I put I put notes in my summaries from the book to see if there's page something I'm supposed four? to read. Yeah, so this is still in the, technically the prologue. This is about the apparat. It says, he did not hear their hidden language, did not understand the boy's resolve. He did not see the moment the girl ceased to bear her weakness as a burden and began to wear it as a guise. Hell yeah, yeah, I really loved, even though I thought that this beginning part of the book was a little bit on the slower side, mm-hmm. I still liked it a lot because it really, like, Alina's character, I feel, developed a lot within it. How she kind of embraced the weakness part. Absolutely. And used yeah. it to her advantage. I thought it was really well done. I love that. And it makes so much sense. And, like, it's like, it's almost, I don't know. It's so wily. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like when I feel weak in my life, I definitely don't think about how to use that weakness to my advantage. I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm weak and sad, and there's nothing I can do about it. Especially but, for her, because she was so used to being this powerful sun summoner and yeah. having everybody praise her all the time for her gift, and now she couldn't use it. And yeah. so, by all accounts, she has the right to feel kind of down and sad yeah, about it. Yeah, especially since still she escaped that already, because for most of her life, she had felt weak. You yeah. Know? Yes. So, like, that must have been such a blow. Yeah, for sure. Alina's growth in this book is so tangible. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's just so impressive. I guess Mal's as well. <laughs> Listen, I know I'm supposed to like him. We'll talk about The him animosity later. towards Mal in this room. <laughs> Wait a minute. Not me. <laughs> I love Mal. I changed my mind. <laughs> Freaking Mal. Whatever. I don't have time for his moodiness. Whatever. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you leave my boring man alone <laughs> okay so um alina's uh doing a fake exhibition of her powers to the worshipers uh which is you know obviously she can't use her power she's too far under, she's too far underground she's really sickly so this is orchestrated uh using mirrors and inferny fire that was so, cool. Very cool. Yeah, I like that we got to see some of David's mirrors being used since they just got crushed in the last book. <laughs> that was so sad. <laughs> I was pissed. I was like, David, my boy, you deserve better than this. <laughs> I wrote, uh, the apparat be real creepy. That's what I wrote. <laughs> True. He'd be real creepy. Uh, Alina is, uh, she's been hanging around in the kitchen in all of her spare time. Was it called the kettle, I think, or mm-hmm. something? Yeah. So she's been hanging around with Jenya, uh, who they've been calling, uh, Rajroshaya, oh. which is uh, a sad, which means the ruined. Because as we all remember, she was this, this, I mean, crazy, insane beauty. And she's a tailor, so she, you know, spent all of her time and effort into perfecting her looks. And then the Darkling uh, punished her for letting Alina and Mal escape. And the, the Nichevoya, uh, you know, chewed on her, basically, and took mm. out nine. So now mm. she's... As we all know, the Nishavoya scars don't go away. Those mm-hmm. stay, and it's rough. My so. sweet, uh, sweet angel. I love her. Well, now we like her, but last book, you were way more skeptical of her. I know. Last, well, she ha- she's not a perfect character. She's, she's made some mistakes. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to still like her mm-hmm. so bad in number two. I was like, even though I know she did all this bad stuff. I like, like her redemption. I was afraid yes. that she wouldn't get her redemption arc, so I'm glad she got it. Because she and Alina really are, like, good friends, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Alina needed her. So, um, in this book, Alina has a new trick that she can do. She can kind of control shadows a little bit. Dude, this shit was crazy. (laughs) So, when she, when in the last book, at the end of the book, when she, like, pulled across that connection between her and the Darkling to make the Nijavoya, uh, she took some of his power, and it's presumed that he took some of hers as well. So, now she, it's not a ton she can do with shadows, but she can kind of make them jump, which is gonna, it's gonna kind of come into play a couple times in this book. So, uh, the apparatus being a real douchebag... Uh, or as Javi would say, a real douche canoe, which <laughs> cracks me up. Uh, so her and the apparatus are walking by the training area where the sun soldiers are all fighting. Mal is there. We get the sense that they really don't ever get to talk to each other at all in the White Cathedral. Um, yeah. Which is really great for their already thriving relationship. <laughs> yeah, really thriving. They didn't sound like they already had major communication problems when they were allowed <laughs> to talk to each yeah. other. <laughs> Uh, this is not a setback for them at all. No, absolutely not. So Ruby's there. She is a normal girl who actually served with them in the uh, the first army, which yeah. I really liked. I was like, that's cool that they brought her in. Um, kind of a callback to their humble beginnings. Uh, I put a frowny face. I put a lot of like frowny faces in my <laughs> notes. 
as a punishment, the Apparat refuses to let her go to the kettle where it's warm and sends her to the archives to go through Morozova's journals and help look for the Firebird. So there, so Morozova, as we learned, was like the first, uh, was it Fabricator, I think? Yes. Yeah. And he also, it's kind of unclear, I think, at one point, because yeah. Bagra mentioned something like they didn't have distinctions like that Yeah, back they then. didn't back then. That's Yeah, she does say that. Yeah. But David seems to think of him as the first fabricator, mm-hmm. and he supposedly is credited with creating the amplifiers, like with, um, what's the word I'm looking for, like placing the power of the amplifiers on these creatures, which then, you know, like mm-hmm. the stag, the sea whip, and then now, you know, theoretically the fire bird. the sea whip, honestly. I know, I think about that too. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, so David's acting weirder than usual. He's in the archives when Alina gets there and he's acting real weird. I mean, he's always weird though, so, you know. <laughs> I love my king. David? <laughs> yes! You're calling him your king? Yes, he's my angel. I do love David I, so much. I love him too, love but I David. don't call him a king. King. King of... <laughs> king, king of metal. King of... King of... <laughs> <laughs> king of not understanding jokes. <laughs> king of... Uh, what's, the, what's the side of the brain that's supposed to be like more like... Analytical. Left brain. Is Blood. that left brain? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the king of the left brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. David. He's he's a sweetheart. D- okay, so David is autistic, right? That's what I Very have strong vibes of felt that. from yes. when first meeting him. I, I mentioned so this to you, right? Yeah, I think so. I think I brought it. It just up. seems like it he really is. seems like I it. mean, he's straight up. The way he even talks about himself, mm-hmm. it's, he sounds like he is. Mm-hmm. And I like that Lee included... I yeah. like that he's such a central part of the story and nobody yes. you know, thinks any less of him for him being different and processing differently. And Absolutely. Yes, totally yeah. agree. He is, the, honestly, he's so important to the story. And he he's really such a precious is. person. Yes. He does like such like, in what seems like little ways, like super integral things. He's amazing. He does. Okay, um, we, we stand. <laughs> so we all stand by David. So we go in back to the kettle. She gets to go to the kennel, the kettle, and meet Jenya there. Uh, and that's when they find a note from David. And the note just says "today." Ooh. Very ominous. Uh, so Mal, Zoya, uh, and David suddenly are dragged into the kettle while they're chatting. They're all beaten up. They're obviously being arrested. Tully and Tamar like are escorting them. They won't look at Alina. And the apparatus like. Your friends have been plotting to uh, to blast to the surface and destroy our mission, and it's just all kinds of crazy. I was thinking, stuff. good. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. I was like, dang it, they got caught. I know. Yeah. Like, oh man, <laughs> shoddy workmanship. They got caught. So the apparatus like they were going to collapse the entire cathedral to try and get her back to the surface and kill everyone here. And Alina's like, Mal would not do that. Yeah. <laughs> we would not kill hundreds and hundreds of people here. Mal catches Alina's eyes during all of this, and then she realizes, oh, they, like, got arrested on purpose. Like, this is some kind of plan. She's not really sure exactly what's going on, but she tries to take the cue, and she uses her new shadow power to, like, shoot shadows at the wall, scare the crap out of everybody. And then in that moment of fear, her her allies break free, including Tully and Tamar, who it turns out were on her side all along. Mm-hmm. Those guys are so tricky. They're always, like, playing... Yeah, playing around, you know. They are, yeah. I'm like, okay. well, that's why they're so useful to Nikolai. They're so true, good. So true, so true. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So 
So Mal does this crazy thing where he throws a bag of blasting powder up into the chimney. So this is why they've been in the kettle is because there is one path to this directly to the surface. It is the chimney from the kettle that goes all the way up. And this is where, um, where Mal throws the blasting powder and then he shoots it. Somehow, impossibly, he's able to make the shot. I can't. Are you crying? I hated this so much. Okay, sorry, go on. And through that tiny bit of access to the surface, Alina is able to call her power back. Okay, this was cool. And mm-hmm. then the apparat is in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Hey, boy. He's only been able to control her this far because she's had zero access to her power. But now that she does, she kicks ass immediately. She, like, channels Nikolai. And to make a point, she, like, brands one of the soldiers, Vladim or something. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. That was crazy. That it was, was crazy. Because she's, like, she knows, like, they want drama. They want a spectacle. So she's, like, you are one of my chosen soldiers and, like, brands his chest with her handprint and her power yeah and like all of the soldiers of course now the apparat has no support at all because they're like yes sun summoner yes sanctia alina whatever you say goes absolutely so so uh, she makes some decrees about how things will be different and that she's going to the surface uh on her orders vladim gathers all of her team together there's like 12 of them total like all of the grisha who came down these sad sad little remnants of the second army yeah. Mm-hmm. There's not much left. Um, and most of them want to leave with her, but a couple of them are like, nah, we good. We'll want to stay behind. Yeah, that healer guy was like, nothing. Yeah. Maxim, I think his name yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. But I got to say, like, this was when I was, I also thought. I can hear your eyes, like, clinking around in your cup, and it's, it's, ooh, the ASMR. ASMR. Um, <laughs> I, like Haley, thought that this beginning was fairly not good i did <laughs> i wasn't bad but i was like not as into it as i wanted to be but when we started being like okay we're gonna have a squad here i was mm-hmm. like mm, okay i'm listening i love a good squad i was just say you love a good squad <laughs> i do <laughs> i was like yeah. okay. i wrote a militia but squad is Ooh, yeah. a militia it's like a little militia so uh in private alina finally does what she hasn't been doing the last two books and she shares with Mal about her new shadow powers. And I'm like, way to share some information, Alina. Finally. finally. I wrote, yay, sharing yeah. <laughs> in my notebook. Honestly. Uh-huh. Finally. So, um, and then Mal reveals that the only reason he was able to make that shot with the blasting powder is because he had David put a beetle in the bag. Because he can track living beings. This is a part of his thing. Mm-hmm. So he was able to track that somehow. And then shoot the bag. I R.I.P. the beetle. Let me just say, I hate this. Um, I Why? am so anti this plot point. Why? This, I am so pro this plot point. Why? This plot point. Well, I grew a little bit as the book went on. I didn't end up hating it as much as I started to hate it. But let me just say, like, okay, I felt that in book one it's like okay yes mal is an excellent tracker we know this it's been established he's the only one who can find the stag and i was like okay i'm following i like this and but like as they're going along he's like alina look at this and she's like whoa stuff i never would have noticed mm-hmm. but mal notices everything because he's such a good tracker and i was like okay yeah he's a great tracker Whatever. and then in book two i was like okay 
Um, he's gonna track a sea monster <laughs> in the ocean. I was like, how does that work? Um, it's but magic. then he was. I know. I was like willing to accept. I'm like, obviously, there's some sort of magic happening here. But he was also like, look at that. Look at that. You see where the sea lip scraped against that ice. And I was like, okay, so he still has some physical clues here. Like it's not completely just I have GPS for animals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then. So I was still like, okay, I'm on board. Then when, we at what get, point did you get off board? I still am not. I, I got off board here when Why? he was like, yes, I had David put a beetle in his bag so that I would know I exactly where to shoot. Point. Because how the hell is he supposed to magic. know? Yes, I know there's magic, <laughs> but that does that means that there's no reason for him to ever have known anything about actual tracking. Yes. Yeah, he's a very mediocre tracker, if not for his magic ability. But that doesn't make sense with what we've already known about him. Yeah. The fact that he was able to do this without any physical evidence is so not what we've come to know before it's about magic. his tracking abilities. I do have to agree with Kendall on this one. What? <laughs> I wish that Lee, back me up. I wish that Lee had included more of this in the past. If that's what we're supposed to take away exactly I mean, from his tracking, honestly, that's what I felt like about the sea whip. I felt like there was. Whatever about the scraping against the ice, he just tracked a sea animal. There was yes, essentially yeah. no evidence. I knew it was a long way. shot, but I was—I don't know. This was a little bit like, okay, what's happening here? Because then he does the same thing. Wait, my question, though, wait, do you think it would be more believable that he could throw a bag of blasting powder into the furnace and shoot it? Yes, I'd rather that. Really? That just shows that he's a crack shot. Yeah. Like, but that made hasn't it. been established that he's a he's a crack shot. That's not a thing. That I, I would know accept about him. anything about Mal. He's like, yeah, I'm good at everything, and I'm like, I would not accept any of that. See, I would oh, wow. I would have believed it. I don't. But then, to not only anything. this beetle thing, but then just skipping ahead a couple pages when he they're going through the tunnels, and he's like, yeah, I'm tracking like deer on the surface. To get to where we need to go. I'm like, so you haven't even met these deer. How do you know? It's like he just has like sonar or something. That's yeah. the point. He has sonar because he's magical. Well, he, well, but then the other problem is, I'm sorry, Haley, one second. <laughs> the other problem is, then why is nobody questioning this more? Okay, that's because what I was going to say. I've known from the beginning. I'm like, okay, obviously Mal has some sort of powers. And Alina even was like, maybe Mal, there's something else to Mal's powers. But she never asks him about it. Nobody yeah. asks him about I it. I think that's suspicious. That's, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I wouldn't have as much of a problem with this new revelation that Mal can just sense the animals instead uh-huh. of actually using the physical clues as we've come to know. Uh-huh. If it had been questioned more like they never bring yeah. it up alina is always just like yeah he's just a great tracker he just yeah. knows and i'm like okay but why yeah. though that's not <laughs> what think... tracking is he's good at something else alina yeah. that's not what I tracking think, is i think from the beginning everybody just assumed that he was just you know tracking because he's a good tracker but from the beginning i as a reader assumed i always assumed that there was something else going on sure so i totally bought this immediately in this book, finally, the thing that I do find confusing is that nobody else was like, how did you track a beetle up in the air? Exactly. That's but it's my not problem. The fact, but my problem is not the fact that he could track the beetle. I believed that kind of shit from the beginning. I am confused why no one else is like, how did Mal just like know? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I accept because Lee told me that he could. I accept that he can do this. And I always was like, okay, yeah, definitely there's some magic happening. I just wish that she had 
put all the pieces together more or something. I, don't I know. felt like the bat. I felt I felt like the beetle in the bag was the last piece of the puzzle. I felt like this was the final confirmation that absolutely his tracking is magical. There is obviously no argument now that his tracking is anything but magical. I, I feel like there was confirmation before that at least for me because well there's like hints at it but this is the one where like there's not even like a brush against there's the literally ice. no way literally, you could have done this if not it wasn't magic. magical that's what i'm that's all but I'm then saying. i wish that they had talked about it yeah. instead he's like yeah it was like a little winky wink like yeah lena i had to even put a beetle in there but don't tell anyone and i'm like now what do you think is happening yeah do you think that's this true. is normal that's like, true mal doesn't like really seem to think it's strange it's I know. Yeah. i was like do you think everyone can do this but listen they're sharing and it's not what matters yeah you no know, that's true it was important for them it to was finally important for them talk. to like you know say words finally to each other talk yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's see. Um, we unfortunately get the sense that um, Mel and Melina have kind of both stepped back from the relationship that they were working on before. Now they've just both kind of, like, given up. Like, really just honestly, like, given up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they just, yeah, it's sad. So, um, uh, so Mal goes away. He's like, well, if Nikolai's alive, I'll, I'll find him because, you know, they're looking for allies in their fight. And then he leaves. And then Alina does this thing, and I still don't know if it's really dumb or... No, it's dumb. So Alina, <laughs> <laughs> she tests out, you know, like, she tries to do what the Darkling did in the last book, where uh, she casts herself into the Darkling's vision, like he was doing to her mm-hmm. in the last book. Um, and he's still hot. Yeah. This is where I was like, he's going to be really, like, decrepit and old, and his, like, his hatred and evilness will be, like, showing on him finally, right? No. <laughs> Not even a little bit. It's like, Not damn at all. It. Still super hot. Um, possibly more hot in this book than the last one, which is really upsetting. He definitely You're is. So right. That is so oh. messed up. As well. so, messed up. <laughs> so messed up. So uh, he definitely he definitely seems like he wants to seem unperturbed by their like skir- he calls it like a skirmish or something like they're like don't act like you didn't almost actually die the darkling mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the darkling yeah the darkling well at this point we still don't know his name but we do learn it but later. we will <laughs> and that scene was like I don't know how to feel about anything anymore. Okay, so uh, he points out the second throne that's sitting there empty. He's like, did you ever think about coming back? And she's like, honestly, yeah. And he's like, well, there's this throne here for you. And she's like, hmm. no, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so, the Darkling. <laughs> <laughs> the Darkling. So they chat a little bit. And now she's like, she's kind of like in just in this scene, like kind of turned the tables and she's like kind of toying with him. I put another quote that I must have thought was significant. On page 73 of my copy. Let's see. Um, so, aha. So, the Darkling's talking about how, like, she could still, like, take his offer to come, like, rule with him, you know? Um, and she says, no. After, like, all that you've done in the last book, why would you think that I would want to, you know, be your, your partner or whatever? And then it says, he leaned against the window and the gilded frame came into sharp focus. Do you think it would be any different with your tracker beside you? With that lance of pup? Ooh. Yes, I said simply. Because you would be the strong one. Because they're better men than you. You ah! might make me a better man. And you might make me a monster. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wee, 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 I lost wee, my wee. shit at that. I was like, ah! I know. Oh, Lee. Oh, 
the, the, the quote, that conversation, every single, I think what it is is about like their conversations is so compelling. Every conversation between yes. and the Darkling, there is so much meaning packed into every single sentence. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so then like they, they cut off the vision, really obviously nothing resolved there. Uh, they, they leave the white cathedral with Morozova's journals, David's, Karen, all of them, and a bunch of other stuff. Um, <laughs> funny because they were like while they're walking somebody's like oh my god what is in these and he's like more of his journals and he's like yes (laughs) of course he's like they're like we're supposed to take just what we needed he's like i know (laughs) i did (laughs) so funny so they're kind of getting the sense from studying morozova's journals or at least selena is that uh morozova is was a honestly kind of not kind of super obsessed and a little bit useless. Mm-hmm. Not unlike how Alina is feeling, like mm-hmm. obsessed with the Firebird, but maybe it's not even a possibility. So that's that's uh, that's kind of like upsetting and tricky the whole time because nobody really knows at this point. Was he? Maybe he was just crazy. Maybe there is no third amplifier, but she feels certain that there is a third amplifier. And if so, why did Florizova's journal stop? He wrote all about the first one, all about the second one, and then nothing. Mm-hmm. And there's no more. It's not like there's like lost journals. There's just nothing else. So. Uh, so they're, they're heading to the surface. They have to cross an underground river. And then, uh, Ancat is unhappy. Ancat is the feline friend of one of the Inferni in her crew. AKA uh, one of the best characters of the book. Absolutely one of the best oh characters Oh my god, the book. I love Harsha. him. Harsha. Harsha, our Harsha. boy. He is delightful. He cuts his hair into a mohawk. <laughs> Zoya is like so upset about this too. I know. He was like, what have you done? <laughs> He's like, Uncat told me to. <laughs> Pretty much anytime anyone asks Harsha anything, he's like, Uncat said to do it. Uh. And everyone's like, can we just, we don't, is he actually, like, is he crazy crazy? Or like, is it a joke? And no one actually knows. Oh, he's Even crazy, the readers. Crazy. I think he's crazy. <laughs> the boy's crazy. <laughs> so Uncat's pretty unhappy about crossing the river. Um, Mal and Lena are still not talking, and it's really frustrating because it's not even like in the last book they where they weren't talking, but there was like active tension. Mm-hmm. Like they're not talking, and there's just nothing. There's it's just nothing. like dead space between them, which is so much worse. I put another frowny face there. Uh, oh, I wrote also Harsha might be bonkers. <laughs> I should have changed that. He definitely is bonkers. <laughs> uh, Alina tries to talk to Mal a little bit, and. Uh, and she says that he didn't fail her, which we all know is a lie. Mm. And uh, <laughs> I just, look, even Alina says, even after she says that, she's like, I know that's not true. He definitely did. Because Moody Mal in the last book absolutely did fail her and himself and everyone because he was too busy being all moody. Mal in Siege and Storm is so... <laughs> Problematic. God, Constantly. What Constantly. a mess of a man. <laughs> I was like, you didn't add anything positive to the story, Destructo Mal. Mal is the worst. Yes. Destructo Mal is just, he was just raging. And this is like, this whole book is like martyr Mal. Mm-hmm. This is oh, like masochistic God. Mal. Mar- yes, you're so right. 100%. And you went to the amalgam. This whole book. Ugh, Mal. So... He says that, even he says, like, you know, Alina, you know that's not true. I definitely did fail you, and you're meant for more than me. And, like, what can she say to that? And so then she doesn't say anything to that, which mm-hmm. is so much worse. Uh, they keep walking, and then there's an explosion. And I still don't really understand this scene. So someone's going to have to help me understand <laughs> Yeah, there was just, like, some bad stuff going yeah. on. Yeah. 
So it was just like an excuse for like Sergey to freak out, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So Sergey's like, Sergey's there. He's freaking out. He's basically having a nervous breakdown all the time now. Oh my God. I mean, I feel bad. I feel for the guy. Like, Marie got like gutted right in front of him and he had to like watch and like hold her body and it's rough. He's definitely traumatized. He needs lots and lots of intensive. Yeah, it was Mm -hmm. it sucked. I felt bad for him, but I was mad at him later. (laughs) Well well we all were. So they finally come out of the tunnels. Uh, I think that the explosions were just like they call it like they said it was like marsh gas or something. I never fully understood what happened with that, but they're fine. They come out of the tunnels. And they're in a crypt, which is not creepy at all. She lied. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's nighttime when they come out of the crypt. Fresh, they get to feel fresh air for the first time ever. Alina is glowing, literally glowing, like the moon, with all of the light. That okay, her. that was so hot of Alina, right? It was yeah. so hot. It was so hot. And Zoya was like, okay, we get it. Your whole moon maiden thing. <laughs> yeah, Zoya's like, could you just not? <laughs> and Al was like, I am looking respectfully. <laughs> yes. I guess I put there's there was almost a sweet moment with Mal, but then it was it got it got cut off by like business Mal. He's like we have things to do. Business, business Mal. Mal. Business Mal really took over this book. Yeah. Can I just say that I did kind of like that Mal was the only non Grisha in the group, but he was like pretty much the leader of the group. Absolutely, I, I liked that too. I kind of thought that was fun. Yeah, the yeah. Sokka of the group. He, yes, <laughs> the Sokka of the group. Sokka, I love him so much. He doesn't love him. Oh my um, god, my favorite boy. So uh, they, uh, so they, they've, they've come out near this spot where Nikolai and the pirates used to like engage in some smuggling. So they're approaching this smuggling meetup spot in Rivest, and Tamar is this whole time. So she's showing off for Nadia. Tamar and Nadia are okay. <laughs> as soon as they like looked at each other, I was like, oh, okay. They- they're doing it like Uh (laughs) i was like this is a ship for sure absolutely so they're definitely a couple and they're not trying to hide it one bit nope but it's funny because every chance that tamar gets she's like hella showing off oh my god it's It's very it was so funny especially for tamar who's like so badass and like just like business a lot of the time yeah and she was like, let me just show this hot girl how cool I can do my axes. <laughs> exactly. Girl. And Nadia's like all about it. She's like, yeah, Tamara, show me those axes again. Nadia is so, they seem like a funny couple to me because Nadia is so like kind of soft spoken and like mm-hmm. just very average mm-hmm. and like whatever. And Tamara's like this like crazy, awesome, like bloodthirsty. But they are so into each other. It's so funny. Yeah. yeah. So Tamara goes into into Rivas to look for uh, any signs of, you know, the pirate crew, a.k.a. our boy Nikki. There's no sign of him, which is sad, uh, but they she does catch news that uh, West Ravka has declared for him. So Woo-hoo! basically half of the country has said, we will fight with Nikolai if he ever shows up. Hell yeah. Yeah, I love that. Who doesn't? So um, then we then we go back to uh, their, their campground, like they're camping in the woods. Uh, <laughs> We have a scene where Mal is catching fish shirtless. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> this scene, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it right off the bat. Say this it. is my least favorite scene in the book. Is it really? Yeah. This is the worst scene in the book. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, such <laughs> a strong opinion to have. Can't relate. Can't relate. I, I mean, this wasn't one of my favorite scenes, but it was definitely not one of my least favorite it's scenes. The, just keep going and then I'll tell you why. Oh god, okay. <laughs> This is intrigue now. 
So uh, he's shirtless, and so, so she sees on his back he's gotten a tattoo. Bingo. Uh-oh. Yep, with an elaborate saying, uh, in, or elaborate sun, and words in ancient Ravkin that say, I am become a blade. The worst. Ooh. <laughs> How cringy was this? I was like, sir, I cannot believe you've done this. <laughs> I hated it so much. You really can't, can't believe, believe you've done this. Done this. I, can't, oh, oh, I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> exactly i was because he's like over here like catching fish with his bare hands and i'm like oh it's so mal <laughs> and then alina's like wait what the hell is that and i was like um hello <laughs> i am become a blade like in how annoying do you have to be to do and she was like oh my god who did this and he was like i have told you to do it <laughs> i was like are you to be fair, she asked and he's like, I don't want to talk about it. And she's like, why not? He's like, it's embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even he was embarrassed of this. You know, like, it's bad when he's embarrassed Yeah, he's it. like, I shouldn't have done it. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. I was like, yeah. Mal, sir, I've been rooting for you this whole series. Despite everything you've done, despite it all, I've always been a Melina shipper and I was wavering here. I'm going to be real. <laughs> I was wavering. I've not, I've not been the Melina shipper. <laughs> Mal is too much. He needs to get it together. I know. See, like, he, I was really, I was not on Team Mal for, at the end of Season Storm and the beginning of this book, I was so not on Team <laughs> Mal. You have to have your own shit together before you try and go get involved in someone else's shit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this, this whole tattoo thing was just too I much for me. I really didn't like it. What does that mean, <laughs> sir? And I know he has an expl- explanation and everything, but I'm like, can you just say it like a normal person? Or just better yet, just tell Alina this How about just talk about your feelings? Yeah, just like talk about it. You don't have to put it on your back permanently. Yeah. It's so embarrassing that he just has this now. Yeah, and it's huge. It's I'm huge! Like, why did it have to be his entire freaking I mean, bag? I didn't really find it embarrassing for him. I was like, I don't think anyone else will like know like the personal level of meaning you have with it so it's probably not like embarrassing on a grand scale but i would still feel very comfortable if i were you about it because mm-hmm. <laughs> i know <laughs> uh, so uh while they're while they're there he's in the creek talking all shirtless talking about his uh his tattoo and alina's like what the hell did you do <laughs> they're ambushed ain't that the way uh by an old army acquaintance uh who takes them hostage for bounties uh-oh uh-oh yikes so uh, they take them back to their camp, and uh, the Al- Ma- God, Ooh. Mal and Alina's team, <laughs> Team Melina. <laughs> so he's like, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> I am only Team Mal, <laughs> right? Mal forever. <laughs> so, so all their allies are there as well. They've all been trussed up. They've all been captured. Uh, they're. T- yeah, this, is, this scene is gold. Everything. This might be the best scene in the book. This <laughs> might be the best scene in the whole book. Oh so, my god! They talk about uh, they're talking about like ransoming off the crew to the Darkling, and then somebody else suggests trying to ransom them to Lansov. Somebody says he's handsome, and then someone else in the crowd says, "Excuse me, he's not just handsome; he's damnably handsome." <laughs> And then there's more. They're like, also, he's a good dancer and a charming diplomat. And, you know, like, all, just all these comments. <laughs> and then, like, it got, like, to, like, the third compliment. And I was like, oh. The boy is It's here. our boy. He's here. He's the boy hero. is back in town. <laughs> <laughs> the boys are back. The boy, singular, the most important boy. <laughs> the boy. The boy is back. Nikolai is there. Ah! Um, Mal's immediately annoyed. Like, 
immediately. Like, before they even acknowledge this, Nikolai, he's like, don't say it. Like, <laughs> please stay psych. <laughs> I wrote, chaos, exclamation point. Because that's what happens. So there's a, there's a fight. Fight breaks out between the army people and, or the deserted army people and all of the, the Molina crew. And uh, our boy Nikki drops from the trees to free them. And they all run to escape, they go and they escape in the Pelican, which is a new aircraft he has made out of a different boat. Uh, it's kind of like a hot air balloon, but like for um, cargo and faster. So Mal's jumping on last. He's um, and the last of the the the, desert, the deserters are chasing them. He swings a sword at the air. So he swings a sword through the air and almost hits Mal. And then at the end, Alina barely barely stops it by using the cut. Yeah. Which the whole point was they were trying to stay secret. And now she's like, damn it. Everyone's going to recognize the cut. And she mm-hmm. had to kill a guy. Yeah, and she yeah. had to kill a guy. So then she goes and she throws up over the other side I of know. the boat. Poor yeah. baby. It's this was a very rough. integral scene for her character. Yeah. Honestly, the fact that she got this far in the series and hasn't actually killed anyone one-on-one mm-hmm. is impressive. Yeah. True. And it was pretty rough for her, understandably. So, uh, what do I put? So now the Darkling will know. I, I put 127. Let's see. What's, this is like a surprise for myself because I don't remember why I picked these quotes. <laughs> Page 127. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so this is like her, one of her first interactions with Nikolai. They're on the Pelican. They've, they're, just, they're just escaping. They haven't really talked yet. And then um, Alina says to Nikolai, I'm just happy you're alive, I said, hastily blinking my eyes clear. Though I'm sure you can talk me out of it. <laughs> and I like cracked up reading that. I was like, if anybody can, it's, it's my boy Nikki. <laughs> I love. I love about him. I cannot stress enough how much I love him. He has no flaws. I cannot think of a flaw that he has. Yeah, I mean, truly, like I will willing to everything he does. Speak away, like everything that he. Yeah, yeah. I would follow him. I would follow. Absolutely. I understand Tolia and Tamar so much. Yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. So we learn that Nikolai's parents, the king and queen, they're fine. So is Bagra. Or Bakra? What do we? How do we? Whatever. How do you say your name? You know, um, the mama, <laughs> the mama. So, uh, goth mama. She's she's grumpy as ever. Uh, Nikolai tried to. We learned that Nikolai tried to come back for Lena and them after the swarm descended on Asalta uh, in the last book, but everything was on fire. You know, and they were gone. Okay, so. that was very sweet of him. Do you remember that? Like, because she they were just talking and she wasn't even thinking about it, and he was like really wanting her to know like I did come back yeah. like yeah she like was it wasn't even on her radar no. he's like I promise I came back and uh, she's like what oh okay I know. I guess thanks. he's such a good boy such a good boy so uh Alina shares uh her idea that she might be able to kind of do what the Darkling did with the Nichevoya but with soldiers of light mm. so she has this Woo-hoo! idea that maybe she'll be able to create soldiers of light after finding the firebird, because she needs more power. But the question is, what's the price and what is she willing to pay? Because she knows that, like, you know, when they create the Nichevoya, what are you doing to your drink? Drinking it. <laughs> you were, like, weirdly, like, smelling the cup. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's just going to smell like Coke and rum. I got too much in my throat. Oh. <laughs> boy, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Me when I see Nikolai and I'm Zoya. <laughs> I'm just like, hi, Nikki. (laughs) Hello, Nikki. Okay, he was so cute, though, when they were, like, talking on the boat and on the Pelican. He was like, love the hair. Yeah. (laughs) He was so cute, period. 
He always makes her feel good about herself. Yes. He is just... He is the, the one man we win. can rely on in this freaking scene. It's so he true. He's the only reliable male uh, character. Besides I mean, Harsha. I was saying, besides Harsha. <laughs> Harsha, the one who's actually bananas crazy, it might be the next most reliable. God, I love Harsha. Gosh, it doesn't. So, anyway, so she feels better after talking to Nikolai, who I wrote, who wouldn't? I was sorry about to just say yes. who wouldn't talking about it, and I'd actually written the exact same thing, because who wouldn't? Yep. Uh, Nikolai steers them into Fierda. So they're in enemy territory, but they're hidden in the mountains. There is a hidden hangar. Yes. Um, there's some other, like, flying craft that he's created. They take an elevator, which is another invention of this, of, of Nikolai's, and nobody likes it because it's scary. They... They take it. They take it up, and uh, and Alina realizes that they're on top of this hall. Like they're in the hollowed out top of this mountain, um, which used to be part of a Ravkin monastery when the borders were farther north. But now it's in Fierda. Um, the there's huge panels of glass all around this giant room. So they're so high up that she can look out the window and see clouds below them. This wow. was the coolest shit I ever read in my life. I Honestly, was like, same. I want to live here in this mountain. This is the perfect secret layer. Yes. Absolutely. It's so cool. So we, we learned that Nikolai has been working on this in secret for two years. Of course uh, he has. Of course, because he's perfect. <laughs> oh my god! So this prepared, is, so responsible. This so is just a Nikolai like love squad. <laughs> Absolutely. So then, uh, I have some things I have to say later about what I wish had happened with Nikolai, but no one's gonna like it. Ooh. So, anyways, Ooh. so. <laughs> Uh, so Nikolai invites Alina and Mal to dinner, and Mal declines the dinner invitation because, you know, he's being martyr Mal, so whatever. <laughs> uh, but he did seem, but Mal even at this point does also seem genuinely happy to see Nikolai, so that's that. Nikolai's confused, not only because he refused the dinner invitation, but because Mal doesn't seem, like, you know, threatened by him, like, <laughs> jealous Mal from last book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Alina knows, of course, what's going on. I, re- I put another sad face. She insists to be taken to Bakra, and they have a delightful exchange. And I mean that in all the senses of the word, sarcastic and otherwise, because <laughs> Bakra has so much to say about, like, Nikolai. Uh-huh. Okay, the Nikolai-Bakra, like, feud is so it's funny. It's delightful. It funny. She, like, they just roast each other constantly yeah. in the best ways. It is, it's amazing. Elena's like, you like him. And she's like, no. No. <laughs> That's what I wrote. I wrote, Nikolai leaves. Bakra likes him. And then I wrote, poor baby Misha. Uh, I love that boy. I know. The sweet little boy who's in charge of taking care of Bakra. So, um... Uh, Alina wants to bring the other Grisha children children from Karimzin, where they were sent uh, from the little palace, like when they were evacuated, to the spinning wheel, which is what they call this place that Nikolai's made, uh, as long as Bakra will teach them. And uh, she, you know, huffs and puffs about it, but obviously she's going to do it, so... Uh, Mal interrupts their conversation, and then Barbara has kind of this like weird reaction. She's suddenly like, "Who is that?" It sounds like, and then she doesn't say, <laughs> and it's like, "Oh yeah. no!" <laughs> so she doesn't get to finish. Uh, Mal has news. He says that Sergey let it slip that Gen- let let it slip that Genya is with them, and now there's trouble because Genya is the one who poisoned the king, and the king is there. So. Yikes! Uh oh. They all go to the kind of like makeshift type throne room. Genya's accused of treason. And then she reveals how she poisoned the king, which was pretty brutal and amazing and totally justified, I think. Because he kept, 
to put it kindly for the sake of a podcast and not triggering everybody, uh, taking advantage of her, right? Mm -hmm. So she put the poison on her lips so that every time that he did that, he was slowly killing himself. And I'm just like, that's exactly what should happen. This was the most badass thing I ever heard in my life. This was so cool. I feel like all of like, all of, all of the women were like listening to this part, like of the book and were like, uh huh. Uh huh. That should be. Uh-huh. And that what about right. it? <laughs> and what about it? Exactly. So, um, so, uh, that so she's revealed her history of being abused and like raped at the king's hand, which is yes. unbelievably horrible. Which he had implied earlier. Which she had in implied the series, before. But... Exactly. Like yeah. we knew it, but now it like really all comes out. Yeah. But and the fact like that wasn't a surprise, and that wasn't even like that impactful because we already knew it was happening. It was already horrifying. But I love the way that she decided to poison him. Yeah, because I'm like so cool. Also, because it's kind of way it's kind of like he killed himself. Because if he just hadn't mm-hmm. done that, yep. he wouldn't have killed himself. Yeah, so, you're so right. Very good writing on Lee's part. Absolutely, all of this is. I mean, absolutely. So Olivia Nikolai Benson settles the matter. <laughs> Nikolai settles the whole thing. He says. um... That uh, after everything's all dealt with and, you know, the Darkling's out of power or whatever, that Jaina will be tried for treason and they'll see what happens at the end of all of this. And the king will either will, will be required to abdicate and then be exiled for his crimes against Jenya. Um, and if he refuses, then he will face trial and be hanged because that's Ravkin law for people who rape Dude, people. I was so, like... Yes, King Nikolai. I was simping so hard for Nikolai in this scene. We all were, because it's like, Nikolai, I follow you. Yes. Because he just, like, got revealed to that his father, like, is a terrible person. Unbelievably terrible, And he was totally, like... You know what? We're gonna deal with this appropriately. Yeah, and he was still like the, the same the law applies yeah. to my dad as applies yeah. to everyone else, and and I mean same with like he's like well Jenya committed treason and tried to commit murder, so she'll also you know have a set like she'll also be tried and then we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But it was just like so objective and fair, and I was just. Yeah. Yes, Nikolai. That's yes. my king. I truly like. That's I was like, okay, king. king. Like, I will totally. Yes. 100%. Long live the king. <laughs> Long live the king. And then, wait, are you gonna talk about David? I don't. Maybe I don't remember. Let me see. Uh, the king's furious. He says that Vasily was twice the man that Nikolai is. <laughs> and then he out and out says Nikolai is common. That he's no. That he's no Lansev. And we're all like. And then, but then, because we all know that he's a bastard at this point, anyways. But then Nikolai goes, "I can live with that fact." Yes. And I'm like, "Yes, Nikolai." Uh, yes. And the king and the queen are taken out. Zhenya is distressed and she refuses to accept comfort from anybody. But then David saves the day and I wrote something down from page 161 and let's uh, see what I wrote. We love David in this household. If it's a quote, this is Haley's favorite quote. So. We'll see. Yes. It might be. You can tell me if it is. Um, okay, so no, this is actually not a quote from David. This is, uh, this is what Zhenya says after all of this. It says, uh, she watched the others move up the steps, then said... I am not ruined. I am ruination. What? Jenya? And I was like, be ruination, yes. I was losing it. God, this whole scene was so good. It's a great it scene. It was fantastic. Uh, and so that's what uh, that's what she whispered in the king's ear as he was leaving. Yeah. And he got so Because he had been like, out. whatever, you're ruined anyways to Jenya. And she's yeah. like, I am not ruined. I'm ruination. And I'm like, freaking get him, She's Jenya. so badass. Yeah, oh my God, snaps queen. all around. Amazing. 
Um, is this where your favorite quote was? Is yes. That what she said? Do you know what it is? Um, I can't like say it word for word for That's David. Okay. You can hear. Oh, here. Let me get to that scene. Um, David has a very lovely response to Jenya's poor whole, whole ordeal here. And we're living for it. Yes. That is it? Aha. I yes. underlined it. Okay, go ahead and read it. David says, David furrowed his brow. I don't understand half of what goes on around me. I don't get jokes or sunsets or poetry, but I know metal. His fingers flexed unconsciously as if he were physically grasping for words. Beauty was your armor. Fragile stuff. All show. But that's inside you. But what's inside you? That's steel. It's brave and unbreakable. And it doesn't need fixing. He drew in a deep breath and then awkwardly stepped forward. He took her face in his hands and kissed her. <laughs> I was like, It's oh, so good. Shit. And it's I'm so like, good. it's so good because I love David and Jenya. But it's also such a good summary of David's whole character. Like, he is a little bit different. He doesn't understand normal social cues. But yeah. him and Jenya just are meant for each other because Jenya's so strong and he understands that. It's so true. Oh, my God. So Thank you for true. coming to my TED Talk. I was seriously like... <laughs> For at this point when I was reading the book, like by this point in the book, I was into it. But at the first like 100 pages, maybe 80 pages, I was kind of like not into it. I was I only cared about David and Jenya <laughs> and Harsha. <laughs> I was like, these are the three things I care about. And oh, that's, so that's what I want from this book. So <laughs> the fact that they got together. I know. I know. That's what we all wanted. So then we have a heartbreaking scene between Alina and Mal and, um... What's the, new? Yeah, exactly. What else is new? So, uh, I think he says something like, what does he want? Well, um, not what she needs. She needs a title and an army, which is true. Mm-hmm. In this war, that is what she needs. Yeah. And she doesn't correct him, so that's that. At this point, I was kind of like, I'm okay that... I was glad Destructo Mal was over and Martyr Mal was here because I was kind of like... I was so exhausted with them both being like so dramatic about everything yeah. all the time. I was a little well, they bit like, still are now they're just being like. But at least they weren't like out and out fighting yeah. about shit. Yeah, they were just kind of like ignoring each other. And I was like, honestly, at this point, this is better than the other yeah. stuff. I think I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. So Sergey's still having a rough time since Marie's uh, very brutal death. Uh, Alina suggests that he goes to one of Nikolai's outposts and down on the ground somewhere where it's relatively calm. And he agrees immediately. He's like, yes, yes, that's what I want. I I want out of the action. I can't handle this anymore. Uh, Bowker starts to teach Alina again. Uh, Alina chops off the top of a mountain. No biggie. No biggie. Yeah. Yeah, This was the best. I loved that scene. It's pretty amazing. Uh, after that, the team starts to kind of split up, uh, cause they all have like, you know, different things they're going to go do. Nikolai reveals to Alina that his, um, mother told him he is the son, not of the king, but of a Fjordan ambassador. It is confirmed. It is confirmed. He's not a Lance. Our bastard boy. Mm-hmm. Our bastard boy, Nikki. Mm. I love this though, because you can tell he's kind of like a little upset, just you know, it's a lot to take in, yeah. but also like Alina was like, well, it doesn't matter. You're still going to be a great king. And he was like, oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that his confidence in his ability to lead never wavers. Never. And I'm like, there we go. It shouldn't because yes. it's definitely not related at all. He kind of proposes. Uh, he <gasps> gives her this like gaudy, but really pretty emerald ring and she refuses, but he tells her to keep it anyways. Um, he says that a privateer always presses his, his advantage and that, a, and that princes get used to to hearing yes 
So I uh, gotta say this. <laughs> I mean, okay, but because before this, I was because this was the part right when with the meteor shower. Yes, yes. and so it's pretty he, the aesthetic of the scene is important. It was a great aesthetic, but Nikolai was like, "Come on, I gotta show you something," and so they're going up. But then Mal comes the other way yeah. and is super excited. I know, he and then he sees, yeah, he sees them together and is like, "Okay, never mind." But like he was like, "Oh God, he wanted to show me the meteor shower." Yeah, that was so sad. But then the um Ugh. this scene with Nikolai and Alina, I loved because. I mean, you know Alina's not in love with him in this scene, yeah. but they're so good together anyway. Yeah. And a part of me is like, I would say yes so quickly <laughs> to Nikolai. But, Dude, that's what this whole book I kept thinking. You should just like say yes to Nikolai. Yeah. Right? Like, I really feel like you guys would fall in love if you're not already. Because I, I think he loves her. To be honest, I really actually do think he does love her. Like yeah. he won't cop to it. Yeah. But I think he loves her already. Yeah. I definitely think they could have fallen in love if they, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, with enough time. Absolutely, that that's part of my theory later. That's gonna make everyone mad. <laughs> um, so uh, there's a fashion show at lunch. They yes, are- yes. I loved this scene. Remember so how I was telling cute. you? I was yeah, like, he was telling me even before I finished it. He was like, "There's a great scene." <laughs> I read this and I was like, "This is Kendall's type of scene." Like, all the girls, like, get together, and, like, it's, like, it's girl talk. They're, like, looking at all the pretty dresses that Nikolai has got for Alina so she can impress the people. And they're looking at the ring. Uh, This is, Tamar openly kisses Nadia in front of everybody, officially (laughs) confirming that they are a couple. And then Xenia's all grouchy because she's, like, everyone's coupling up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Zoya, yeah, like, Zoya. cracked me up this book. Because I, I didn't like her, obviously, before this. But then as this book kept going on, I was like, wait, maybe I love Zoya. <laughs> she's hilarious. She's Zoya's so something. funny. You just have I... to, like, accept her that she's, like, kind of mean. And it yeah. was like, after you accept that, it's like a whole world of yeah. loving Zoya she's opens getting up. A, well, she's getting better. She was pretty much just bitchy before. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Now she's getting better. I she's will say, like, in King of Scars... um, you get a lot of, more of Zoya's like inner voice and thought, and that really helped me oh, like, yeah, that open up and be like, okay, maybe Zoya yeah. does have rights. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. There's a line from the scene that cracks me up. So it's after uh, Tamar has kissed Nadia. They're officially a couple. Uh, so there's this other character, Stig, who's uh, he's Fjerdan, but I believe he's a Grisha, right? Stig. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so he's another person on the team. He doesn't play as big of a part, but he's on the team. So, um, so Zoya says, oh, for saint's sake, complained Zoya, is everyone pairing up now? Genia snickered. Take heart. I've seen Stig casting mournful glances your way. <laughs> He's Fjerdin, Zoya said. That's the only kind of glance he has. And that, like, <laughs> cracked me up. Yes. I was like, Matthias, please show yourself. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. It's too funny. Nina's like, I have somebody you <laughs> so funny so um uh what i put i put uh alina goes to see the darkling again in her visions he makes some good points we learn the darkling's real name it is oh my god alexander <laughs> they have an intimate moment and i hate to say that i didn't hate it <laughs> didn't hate it i was freaking loving this shit i loved it too but then at the end i was like ash you have to hate this you have to hate this and i was like Hate it. You just can't. I was like getting such secondhand embarrassment reading this scene that I'd read like one paragraph and stop and breathe. The amount of steam rolling off the pages was 
like crazy. Absolutely. You almost like couldn't see straight. There was so much steam. Yeah. I just, I hold such a grudge, I think is what it is, that is preventing me from feeling the same way about Darkling scenes. <laughs> I can't forgive him for anything. So every time he's on screen, I'm like, I hate your guts. Yeah. And so I just couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't feel that way. I, somehow... I acknowledged it was hot, but I, yeah. it was obviously hot. But I, I am somehow able to forget in those moments, which I don't want to be able, I should not be forgetting those things, and I know that, but I'm like, you're just a, a misunderstood boy, the dark one. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. This is why Lee is so good. She's able to craft the perfect villain. Absolutely. You want so badly to completely hate his guts, and you do, but as soon as he comes onto the page and starts being hot as f- and being so like... Alluring. Like any time that he like shows just a teeny tiny bit of him, his like true self, yeah. you're like you're like, oh maybe. He's, oh, it's okay. He can. Uh, he's he's yeah. growing. He's not. He's <sighs> he's not so broken. He's there's some good left in him. And then you're like, well maybe not at all. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, every now and then I'm like, wait a second. Okay, but then, <laughs> then he super ruined it because I was like, I am really loving this scene. But then she remembers all of the things that he did, like you were saying. She pulls away, and then he's annoyed. And that's where I was like, it literally just like shattered all the illusion for that. He says that he's going into the fold. The rules have changed. He's going to use the cut and he's going to, he's going to get rid of her. And so this, here's why that so shattered it for me. Anytime that a guy wants to make an advance and a girl's like, no, thank you. And then the guy gets mad about it. Yeah. I'm Mm -hmm. like, you've officially lost all respect. How dare you? Yeah, Yeah. totally. She doesn't owe you anything. Super, the the darkling, she really doesn't owe you anything. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just in general, but especially the darkling. Oh my God. (laughs) So like nothing makes me more angry. And then in this situation, especially, I was like, you're the darkling. How can you be mad about this? The fog left your eyes. You're like, wait a second. It was literally like I could hear the sound of glass shattering, and I like, my, I like, I like twitched, and I was like, "Hang on, what?" Well, oh that gosh. seems to be what happens to Alina too, because every single time she goes and sees him, she like forgets all this bad stuff, yeah. and she's like, "Wait a second, he's still hot." I- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because Alina's character is not perfect either, and she feels the greed and the hunger for the firebird, and she knows yeah. what that feels like. The Darkling has the same feeling. He yeah. wants the Shadowfold to expand, and he wants this power. Yeah. And so that's why she keeps going back to him, because yeah. they, and they just really have are. a connection. They have yeah. that understanding. They're the only two people like that in the world at this point. Like, yeah. they really are the only people who have some big, important things in common. And, like, even Mal, who obviously loves her so much, cannot relate to some of these big parts of her yeah. that the Darkling can. And it's really hard because it's so obvious to her and to obviously us as readers that the Darkling like wants to relate to her. He wants to have things in common with her. He wants them to be this like power couple, basically. Mm-hmm. Which, if he was, you know, not evil, would be great. But he is evil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what does he say? Something like. I know who you truly are, and I've never turned away. Can he say the same? And I was yes. like, damn, that is so true. That's the thing. Exactly. There's there's literally nothing that Alina can do that will make the Darkling not want her. Yeah. Which is dangerous. I mean, she's, like, tried to, like, she almost killed him. Yeah. I mean, he still wants her. And he was like, that was hot, That babe. was kind of hot. <laughs> exactly. He's like, mm, that was sexy. <laughs> Oh my god, baby, remember when you tried to murder me? That was crazy. <laughs> so crazy. Wanna make out? <laughs> <laughs> it's, I feel like with him, it's always on the edge of wanna make out with Elena. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like any opportunity, he's like, yeah, let's make out. And he's like, say my name. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, no! 
<laughs> and then he's like, say it again. And, and she's she like, does. okay. Oh my God. <laughs> that killed me. I was like, I didn't even think, with even with my like starry-eyed infatuation with him in this moment, I don't even think I would do that like twice. Yeah. So, it's kind of embarrassing. It is. Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> Alina, girl. Oh my God. The problem with wanting is that it makes us weak. <laughs> All right, Dark Alina Stan. <laughs> Beautifully placed quote. So, um, uh, he reveals to, the Darkling reveals to her that he has a way of crossing the fold without her, using Lumia, invented by well, first Morzova, then dis- then the formula destroyed, then recreated by David, King David. I know. Oh wait, <laughs> can we talk about this for a second? Because Absolutely. he was like. Yeah, well, David left a special, like, hint for me or whatever. And she was like, what the hell? And so (laughs) when they go down to, like, see David and nobody is there but Jenny and David in bed together, (laughs) I was like, "Ah!" We all knew it was happening. Mm. I lost my mind. I lost my mind. That's so funny. I loved it. So this is where we get the big backstory. We get the truth about Morozova from Bakra, who we learned knew Morozova. So, Morozova was known as the Bonesmith. He was married uh, to an Akazatsia, which is, you know, like the normal people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they loved each other very much, but she didn't understand him, just like Mal doesn't understand Alina. Uh, Bakra is Morozova's daughter. And uh, the that first was crazy. The reveal. Yes, and she was the first to summon darkness. This is where we learned Alexander slash the Darkling is the last of Morzova's line. Which is great news, because previously we thought maybe it was Alina and maybe she'd been making out with her cousin or something. Yeah. So that was good to Those find like out. Those, like, five that pages wasn't... where we thought that, I was like, please don't pull a Cassandra <laughs> Clare on me. Please don't pull a Cassandra yes, Clare on please me. please no. Um, so we learned that um, Bakker's childhood, uh, in, in her childhood, she had a sister who was normal and much beloved, and uh, at one point, this normal Okazatia sister stole her favorite toy. And, you know, she was just a child with all of the power of a Darkling. Mm-hmm. And she used the cut and she cut her sister in half and killed her. That was so intense. Like, the description so in that, like, she cut her in half. Yeah. Yeah. That I was... could not believe that. But, I mean, she was a child. It's not like she knew. It's not like kids know what their power is. It's definitely right. not like they understand life and death. So, so horrible. It was very sad. I was like, but I was still like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. This it's family horrible. is messed up. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've basically been like, the mom is kind of almost abusive to her Bahra because she, does, she resents her for her power. And yeah. Morozova is just straight up neglectful. Mm-hmm. It's just great parenting on both parts. <laughs> yep. So Morozova, though, he uses every bit of his power to bring the sister back to heal her. Uh, and then the villagers turned on him, though, because they were like, no, she should be dead. That's, you know, dark magic if you can bring her back. And they supposedly turned on uh, Bakra's little sister, and they were drowned in the river. Except that Bakra doesn't think that Morozova died. The, she thinks this is when he went on to make the third amplifier, and this is why we don't have any of the journals anymore. Yeah, so this is where Alina's like suspects that she might be related to the Darkling. I wrote yuck. <laughs> uh, Nikolai proposes again, kind of. Uh, he kisses her. Nikolai yeah. kisses her, but it's like almost not really a kiss. It's, yeah. She describes it as the promise of a kiss, and I was like, that seems. I mean, that seems appropriate, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll allow it. I like it. Definitely wasn't like a real like kiss, kiss. So I feel like it was. Yeah, 
Um, I would have allowed it if it was a kiss kiss. <laughs> yeah, oh, I would have allowed it. <laughs> make out, make out. <laughs> I know, but I mean, like, even, like, with Mal still in the picture, I was like, this still seems like it's okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, like, was Mal even in the picture at this point? I mean, not no. really. That's what I'm not saying really. is even if he was in the picture. Yeah. Yeah. So she's seriously considering uh, at this point, and she's wondering if she would grow to love him in time. And I'm like, yes, yeah, Alina, you would. <laughs> Please, love him. Uh, so now they split up again. Uh, Alina and Nikolai are about to go on this diplomatic mission, and uh, Mal's gonna go find the firebird. Uh, and what he says to Nikolai is, "Just deserve her." Mm. Oh, like, wait, so you're just giving up without a fight, Mal? Okay, whatever. I'm gonna be honest. This part, I was like, wait, Mal? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Is this where you started to falter? Your love for Mal started to falter? It had no, to have faltered at some point. It started to grow back. I was, <laughs> what? My love for what? Mal came back. I think it came back when he was going to tell her about the shooting stars. From that point on, it kind of gradually started to grow back again. I'm going to be real with you, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So then, all of a sudden, attack! There's Nichevoya! The Darkling is here! This we learned that Sergei gave them away. Sergei! And then Sergei's brutally murdered in front of them, torn limb from limb by the Nichevoya. It is Oof. very gruesome. Yeah. Disgusting. Oof indeed. <laughs> Oof indeed. R.I.P. <laughs> Oof. Uh, he turns Nikolai into a monster. <gasps> Possibly the worst scene out of anything ever. Quite possibly. (laughs) So true. This is also the worst scene I was. And then you can see like Nikolai's like battling with this new monster inside him that clearly wants to like murder things, and he flies away. And it's just heartbreaking. You're like, Nikolai. It is because you know that he's still in there and he wants to help them. I was losing my mind. Yeah. Losing it. Well, this is when. Bacher comes out and she calls the shadows. We really haven't gotten to see her powers. Yeah, this was so sick. I was like, oh my god. It was so sick. She, so she calls the shadows and she's basically can, she can call the Nichevoya to herself. And so she sacrifices herself by basically throwing herself off the mountain. Yeah. And all the Nichevoya follow her. It's pretty traumatic. Poor baby Misha. Baby Misha, yeah, that was really sad. It was really, it was really sad. And also, I thought it was very interesting how the Darkling reacted because he was very distraught. <gasps> That's what I thought too. He totally reacted like not as if she was some like random woman who he's been treating her as just like this inconvenience, but like That's his, his mother. mom. Yeah, yeah. and, this and he was saw that. visibly very upset and goes after her as she's falling down the mountain. Yeah, and then in the next couple scenes that we see him, he's still distressed about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't understand. Where do you get off, bro? Like being like this upset about your mom after yeah. all of the mothers that you have killed. Exactly. Like, it's so messed up. Oh, but still you're like, I can't imagine losing a mom is hard. And if you think about it deeper, like that his mom has been the only one in these thousands millions i have no idea how old he actually is <laughs> but possibly the only one who has ever understood his power and yeah. what he's been struggling with well it's and like alina's the one the only other one on his level except that's not true technically bakra is too exactly so technically it's the three of them but she's kind of like not hasn't wanted anything to do with him but now it really is just him and alina who sometimes yes. hates him yeah yeah 
Um, so they escape. Multiple people are injured. Um, Adric, uh, Nadia's little brother, loses an arm, Oof. which is pretty rough. That was pretty crazy. Yeah. 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 Athena <laughs> learns a new so skill. She learns how to bend light so that they're invisible, so she can make the things around her invisible, which is pretty cool. So they fly on the now invisible ship. Uh, Mal was shot in the leg. I wrote poor baby Misha again. Um, they hide in an abandoned mine. Alina goes out to gather wood for the fire. See. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is why. Um, Nikolai appears yes, on the branch yeah. while she's gathering yes. wood in his like new like monster form with the wings, but he doesn't say anything and and then he just flies away. And she just like loses it. She just breaks down and she can also feel the darkling and he the, she can feel his grief, which is awful, but after all of this, after all of what he's done now, she vows to never go to him again. Uh, I wrote campfire sadness bonding time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, all of the team bonds together all about their depression around the campfire. I was like, oh, at least they have each other. <laughs> yeah. She has something where she says that uh, that all of them together, like their jagged edges are so sharp that sometimes they cut each other, but she's still grateful for them. And I was like, I feel like that's really true. We are all such traumatized people that we occasionally sometimes like our jagged edges cut each other, which sucks, but... So much yeah, that was a good line, I thought. Yeah. Absolutely. That was a great line. So on their way to so now they're on their way to Dvastolva, which is uh where she and Mal are from. Not Karamzin, but before they were taken to the orphanage in Karamzin from Dvastolva. So they're hunting the firebird still. Uh they've crossed into enemy territory now outside of Dvastolva when they get over there. Uh Alina's freaking out a little bit about uh what's gonna happen even if they do win this like fight who's gonna rule now that Nikolai's not here now that he's you know been turned into a monster uh so she's on the verge of a full-on breakdown understandably uh she snaps at Mal but he won't take the bait which is infuriating Mm -hmm. because I'm like just care Mal because you just show that you care uh Zoya this is Zoya confirms that she and Mal <laughs> we're indeed together, and honestly, they just made me so freaking mad. I was like, I didn't want to know. See, I loved it. I loved it too. I was like, oh, good, finally we get that. It was so funny. Disgusting. Zoya was, was like, oh yeah, that happened. Alina was like, so did you and Mel? She's like, yes. She's like, uh huh. We did. She's like, nothing since then. Everybody at the little palace called him a lost cause because he wouldn't like look at anyone other than you. And I'm like, well, good, freaking Zoya. Yeah. See, but my, my Mal simp inwardly was like, <laughs> like this scene was like, every, I was yeah. like, yes, confirmed, confirmed. I don't think we've talked about it yet, but Mal all this time has also been like acting as kind of like a brotherly, fatherly figure to little baby Misha. He has. And been. I was living for that Aren't as a person who was like a little bit. I like Mal a lot. Uh-huh. I don't want Alina to be with a Darkling, but I am partial to the Darkling because he is very hot. But <laughs> Mal. <laughs> Mal being like all cute with Misha and like teaching him to fight and like helping him and telling him stories. I was like, okay, this is it's super sweet. Well, okay, yeah. I mean, like every time that I've seen my husband be like cute, like with a little like our friends, like little kid or something, it's been like you've never been hotter than you are right now. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The like biological need to reproduce like wells up in you. Exactly what it is. He would be an excellent father. 
calls like some of like the guys on his team they're all like much younger than him so like the other day like i guess they went out to get food and one of them got like mac and cheese and didn't eat it and javi sent me a picture and he said my son needs a box for his mac and cheese <laughs> i was like you're so ready to be a father <laughs> alina seeing mal with misha like wait wait a second <laughs> yep Ugh, so funny so uh harsha burns away the grass to reveal a hidden road uh, they follow the road to this creepy forest of trees that are all like, uh, there's a weird kind of folk story about it that I'm not going to go into now. You can read the book for it. But it looks like an <laughs> army of marching people. And all of the color has been leached out of the land, it seems like, at this at this uh, place. Oh, no. There's uh, what appears to be like spooky you ashes. The book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What? what That's crazy. Happen? That's insane. <laughs> So there's spooky ashes drifting through this grove of trees that look kind of like ghosts. This scene was so well written. I thought so too. I thought it was good. It was so good. I totally could picture it. It was very spooky. And then I also thought it was funny afterwards when... Oh, sorry. You're about to tell that? Uh, or Maybe. I don't know. Well, when Zoya's like, guys, it's just a weather phenomenon. No, and she like, yeah. she like disputes, the, like he like makes it so that's like clearly not ghosts yeah. that they're seeing. And they're like a little embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, oh my God, did you guys actually think it was ghosts? And Mal looks at Lena and he's like, I mean, it was kind of spooky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was on, I was on this side about that. I was like, yeah, it was spooky. I'm down for that. So, um. Malmalina go out on this plateau. Alina's straight up about to give up for like the thousandth time, and I don't blame her. Mal starts to walk away, um, and says that uh, that he he says she's she's concerned that she's too much like the Darkling. Mal walks away and says that she's nothing like the Darkling. And then uh, this is a good ass scene. I know. So then she's looking over this cliff down into the firefalls. I think is where this is. Oh my God. And then uh, she imagines she she's she that she sees a shape down in the mist. Except that she's not imagining it. This giant bird with wings tinged in flame shoots out of the mist, knocks her almost off the cliff, and at the last second, Mel comes back and catches her just under the elbow, and then his hand slips and closes around her wrist. What? And as we all know, he's, as we all suspect, (laughs) I saw our conversation in the last book, like he might be the amplifier. So there's a jolt of power like Alina has never felt before, Mal pulls her back up, and now they both know for sure. <laughs> yeah. Mal is the amplifier. We were right! Absolutely! Yay! Mal is the quote-unquote firebird. Hell yes. Wait, I had a thought about this. I had a thought. Oh, my thought was that up until this point, this whole long search for the firebird, I was like, wait, was I wrong? <laughs> I was sitting there like, are we... Are we serious? <laughs> Mal's not the Firebird? Because when they actually showed the Firebird, I was like, are you serious? Oh, there, there actually like, is a bird. There's, there's a real, like, bird here. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like... That's exactly oh, same. Oh, thank God. Yeah. No, now they're like... So then the bird flies away, and they're like, why did he leave? And they're like, because we're not hunting it anymore, because we don't need it, because it's not the actual amplifier. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. So, um... So the problem is now they know that Mel's the third amplifier, for, but for Alina to actually possess that power, she would have to kill Mal and kill wear you. his bones. Yikes. Which is kind of metal, actually. It is a little bit metal. <laughs> well, it's Lee Bardugo. <laughs> Lee's like, this would be sick. <laughs> okay. She's like, yeah, I'd wear my ex-boyfriend's bones. <laughs> I could not. It was so wild to me that, like, 
Mal and Alina this whole book and like, well, we're just not meant to be. And then as soon as it's like, we have to kill Mal in order to have the amplifier, they were like, hey, you want to make out and let's be uh, in love again? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was realized, like, like you wasted so much time. I know. Uh, so uh, this is where we learn that uh, Morozova had not endowed the Firebird with the power of the third amplifier, but instead all of the power he'd been saving, he had he gave to his Atkazatsia daughter uh, to save her life. So all that power that was intended for the third amplifier went to his daughter who was normal and then that daughter did not drown in the river but went on to have children aka the darkling right no mal, mal. No, sorry mal. sorry mal yeah so they're like cousins yeah yeah, yeah which is hilarious that is, is so funny super funny <laughs> yeah so went on to have um her family went on and eventually had mal so mal has the power of the third amplifier uh, this is why there were no more journals. The cycle is was complete when he uh, saved his daughter with that power. And this is why he has like the innate ability to track things because, like cult like in his, uh-huh. he was mm-hmm. created. Well, in his, Bagra's sister was brought back to life using that. What's it called? Uh, Merzos. Yes. Um, which is like kind of the power of life, sort uh-huh. of. So like his ability to know where things are yeah. is because he has like this life power. Yeah, he's connected to which, everything. Yes, he's connected to everything, which was like, okay, now I accept now it. Now you yeah. get it. <laughs> this was a hundred percent confirmation that Alina did not make out with her cousin. So that was good to know. Oh yeah. Thank God. That we was were all like oh. big sigh of relief. Thank God. Uh, some I wrote. I don't actually. I don't actually remember the scene, but I wrote serious, intimate, private cuddle, not romance. I don't what more than. Oh, I wrote not romance. It was more than that. It was deep and heavy and mournful and magical. Yes. There was a moment between Mal and Alina after this where they're reconnecting and it's in the tent, right? Yes, the in the tent. tent. Yeah. And they yes, now I remember it. It was super intimate, but it wasn't like romantic the way that we I wanted it to be. It was like so. Heavy. It was. <sighs> and Zoya was like, oh man, now I have to sleep with Harsha yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And Harsha was like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Move over, Anka. Uh, that's something funny. I can't remember what He was, was like, you snore too. Or was <laughs> yeah. that a different part? No, there was something else yeah. funny about it. Um, so there's their snuggling or whatever. Uh, Alina says that they'll find another way. And Mal says, no, we won't. <gasps> This self-sacrificing bastard. I was so annoyed. I feel like he's just been waiting for this opportunity this whole book. Yeah. So true. He was like, finally. Finally, I can die. Like, for the next day. Finally, I can die. After that, uh, Mal keeps his distance uh, from her for like a day, but he's also like really chipper, like he's drinking in the world around him for the last time, which is so morbid. He was like so excited to die, let's be honest. <laughs> he really, really was. He's like, uh, hell yes. <laughs> so Alina grabs him and kisses him, and he kisses her back and what's like, finally. And he, and she says like, she's saying like, why are you acting like this? Do you want to die? And he says, saints help me. I want to live forever. <gasps> It's so sad. They snuggle and kiss that night. And it's a little more like romantic and not just depressing, but it's still depressing. Uh, They get news that the Darkling has marched on Karimzin. Uh, All of the Grisha children. This sucked. This scene is like, 
so horrible. Yep. The ho- most horrible thing I feel like that he's done. I agree. Yes. I agree. So she rushes to use the vision to see what's going on. The Darkling is waiting for her and the charred remains of the Duke's home that was the orphanage where she and Mal grew up. Anakuya, who was basically their mother figure, and all of the Grisha instructors teaching the children are dead, hanging from the tree outside the... He hung up their bodies! I was so mad. And he was like... But he specifically was like... Showed her Anakuya and was like, wasn't she basically like your mom? Yeah, he wanted that. I was, He's like, yeah. I lost my mom too. Now exactly. we're all each other has. I was livid. Yeah. It was all, this made me livid. I, I wrote that Alina was shattered. Like yep. this yeah. was it. She was shattered. She just like crumpled to the ground. And yeah. Really, I could not deal with it. He, he sucks so oh much. Oh my God, I was furious. The Darkling says the students aren't harmed, which is the only kind of sort of bright side. Yeah. This, like, he says, I have, God. yeah, for real. <laughs> he says, I have them on the skiff. They are my hostages and I will march on the rest of the country unless you and Mal come to me. He says, I will strip away everything that you love until, end quote, he is her only shelter. End quote. That, that line is so freaking powerful. Absolutely it is. I highlighted that because I was so mad. Same. I couldn't. I was furious. I was like, yep. well, I because throughout the throughout the series, I kept being like, okay, this is the last straw. And then he would do something <laughs> worse. And I'd be like, this time, really, I mean it. And then this time I was like, okay, for real. Like, yeah. there is no redemption here yeah. anymore. I'm sorry. I can't deal with it. Yep. Every time he does something worse and worse. And I'm like, no, now it's really the end. No, yeah. now, I'm, now it's really the end. Exactly. Yeah. And he continues to be hot. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Ugh. So David and Jenya have an idea. Um, Alina uses Aww. her light bending power to make them invisible so that they can sneak into the fold without being seen, sneak onto the darkling skiff without being seen, and hypothetically sneak the students off, and then blow it all up. So, oh, this is what I apparently just now is why I wrote, oh, good news, Alina is not related to the darkling. <laughs> but Mal and the darkling are cousins, so. Anyway, so they're going to try something new with this new plan. They've pretty much just gone for, like, like head-on attacks so far. But now they're going to go for stealth. The plan is uh, to use the cut. Because uh, even the Darkling can't bounce back from being torn in half. So uh, if anything goes wrong, then killing Mal is the backup plan. Because it's the only other way. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's pretty rough. So uh, they... They ask the apparat for help. They're like, hey, could you send us some soldiers? And then he doesn't show up. But some, just like a handful of the sun soldiers uh, escaped, had to actually escape from him to go help, including Ruby and uh, Vladim. So uh, that's great. He's good. So the apparat's doing what he always does, and he's just waiting to see how things shake out, to see how he can, you know, use his power to the best advantage. If... This plan doesn't work. Alina will have to kill the only person that she's ever loved. And, uh, quote, wear his bones into battle, end mm. quote. And I wrote very gothic. Because <laughs> it is. And then they have this very sweet moment. They camp at an apple farm just outside the fold. I uh, apple farm. I know. While the others are scouting for food, she stands. Oh, here's this moment. So she stands at the shore of the unsea, the fold looking into the seething darkness when who should appear but Nikolai. <gasps> She's not 
quite sure if he recognizes her, so she holds out the emerald ring that he gave her, and he takes it and then puts it on her finger. Oh, oh my, my god! And then she knows that <sighs> he knows who she is. We stand. Yeah. He I puts her hand on his chest, boy. and she's hesitant because uh, she doesn't want to hurt him, but he obviously wants her to try to use her powers to push the darkness out of him, that the mm-hmm. darkness put into him that made him a monster. Uh, and it works for a second, but then the darkness pushes back, and he's crushed. Like this, obviously, is that she can't she can't fix it. This made me so yeah. sad. Just thinking about Nikolai being like alone for like yeah. weeks, because so it had yeah. been like a like a week at least yeah. by this point. Just like as a monster, yeah. like not knowing trying what to not do. to like eat people and animals yeah. and stuff. And the fact that he was like really wanting it to work. Yeah. And I- yeah, I was like really heartbroken when it didn't work and she described him as being like really like taken aback oh and like sad. God. I was like, so no, sad. I can't see Nikolai sad. I know, my I know. sweet Nikolai who's like always ahead of the game, like yeah. always yeah. like got it together and like to see him like this was so yeah. sad. And then it's sad because then for a second that the Nichevoya side takes over and he almost attacks Alina and then, and then he stops himself and he realizes what happened and he's just like horrified at yes. what he's become and he flies directly into the fold. It's pretty awful. Mal kind of comes in on the end of this and he says, you know, if you killed me, you'd have the power to save Nikolai. He want to die so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Mal, please. (laughs) So Mal tries to like, you know, be comforted in a teasing way that just is very dark and makes everything worse. And then uh, (laughs) Alina is helping prepare for the plan. Like she's helping like David and Jenya like get some like, uh, you know, sciencey combat stuff together. And then we have this scene where Mal takes Alina to this beautiful conservatory with a reflecting pool and trees with apple blossoms. And this might be the most romantic scene I've ever read, ever. This was so good. So good. I was like, okay, Mal, okay. Oh my gosh. They discuss love and dreams and how they would still find each other, even if she had been taken to the little palace as a little girl, if they had known that she was Grisha from the beginning. And then they are together in every sense of the word. And then they, they do, do it. it. <laughs> wow, I was being all coy about I know, it. She was like being poetic, and we're like, yeah, they, they did, did it. it. They did it. They, they had it. The They totally sex. did it. They totally did. Yes. <laughs> so they are together for but one night. And this is where my theory that's gonna make everyone mad. Oh, God. So at this point in the book, I was like, here's what's gonna here, here's how it's gonna go down. Okay, I'm listening. So, so they slept together, right? Yep. Yes. Okay. Then Mal's gonna go die, right? Correct. But then she's pregnant with his child. <gasps> but she's gonna marry Nikolai. So she's gonna have another bastard heir. But of course Nikolai's great, so he would never Ow. do shit about it. But then also she'll get to be with Nikolai, but have Mal's son, so it's not like he fully died because there's you know like a piece of him living on. Wait. Whoa. And that's what I wanted to happen. Wait, and I was actually that. kind of disappointed when it didn't. Holy shit, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that'd be crazy. <gasps> Damn. That's what I wanted to happen that'd so be bad. Cyclical, as you yes. enjoy. Cyclical, I do love that word. <laughs> I just hit my injured knee so hard when you said that. I was like, oh, wow. And it hurts so bad. I'm so sorry. You know, it hurt my heart so bad when this didn't, when my dream didn't happen. I literally didn't think of this. I was like, I have no idea how this is going to shake out. I was like 90% sure that's how it was going to shake out. And then it didn't. And I was like, I feel tricked. I don't like this. 
Uh, so, let's see. Uh, Misha and Ancat stay behind at the orchard. The rest load up. Zoe is using her, like, acoustic uh, squalor ability to make it, them totally silent as they enter into the fold and cross the sands. And, of course, Alina's making them invisible. But she's also, like, within that invisibility, like, pool, she's, you know, using her light so that they can see... Uh, and then they, they go to, I guess, the the border of West Ravka, where the Darkling had threatened to march on, and they just wait for the Darkling to show up. And he does. So uh, he shows up in his skiff that's lit with the Lumia, and the fight begins. But it's, you know, they're invisible at first. So uh, Mal and Sun Soldiers and Harsha attack from, a, I think, from above? That's how I read it, but maybe not. I, they attack from somewhere invisibly. They're uh, shooting at the skiffs, and they're shooting fire, and there's chaos, and the Darkling's team is, you know, going down, uh, but the Darkling himself is unperturbed, which is alarming. Uh, Alina... When has he ever been perturbed? Yeah. yeah. Well, when his mother died. When his mom got thrown off the that was Okay, okay, it. yeah. <laughs> but that's pretty much it. Um, so Alina uh, gets the others all onto the skiff and her, like, little invisibility thing, and they're looking for the Grisha children, but they're not seeing any. Uh then this was so like games from twilight he's not even here about his her mom at the ballet studio <laughs> that was so what it was you're totally Anyone? right yes. <laughs> yes. is yes. this thing on okay. <laughs> <laughs> i've seen that movie a lot okay, yes good. it's just like that so then two more skiffs show up with more of the darklings grisha and soldiers um apparently he sent a whole fleet into the fold to back him up, but only mm-hmm. two actually made it through. And he's like, you think I wouldn't sacrifice a whole fleet for this shit? Dude, he totally doesn't care. Yeah, he, yeah, doesn't, care he doesn't care at all. And this is where the tides turn, because Team Molina had kind of been winning. And now... <laughs> I love calling <laughs> <Team> <laughs> You would make everyone so mad. <laughs> <laughs> so Alina is shot in the shoulder. Tamar is attacked by Nichevoya, but... Nikolai comes to the rescue. He is now the king of the monsters. And he kind of has some control. So Nikolai to the rescue. I love him so much I would die for him. Anyways. I was so glad he saved Tamar's life. I was like, wait, is Tamar about to die here? I was like upset Uh for a second. I was just like, well, Tamar's gone. Bye, Tamar. And then (laughs) Nikolai came in and I was like, Nikolai! So suddenly, uh, the Darkling's boot pins Alina's good arm down to the ground. The illusion that she's been, you know, using her light to create vanishes. They're all revealed, and the only now they are only lit by with by the Lumia in the ships. These are like the glass bottom ships, by the way. So it's it's a lot of Lumia. Um, the Darkling reveals that the children are not there. They're safe and sound outside the fold. Did she really think he would endanger Grisha children when there are so few of them left? And then it's funny because she's like, of course. Like, why didn't I even think of that? I know. <laughs> For Girl, real. please. He says that all of that scene at, at Karamzin was just to make her believe that he was capable of doing something so horrific. Mm. It, he hearkens back to that, that line in the first book where he said, fine, make me your villain. Yeah, I'm like, okay, sure, but you still did it. Yeah. I know, but I'm like, but you, no, you made yourself a villain. You just went and murdered a yeah, bunch of people. Yeah, he still killed a bunch yeah, of people. Yeah, I was yeah. like, this is not make what you me think. Your villain. Yeah. You made yourself a villain, exactly. asshole. I can't make you be a thing. 
Anyways, uh, so he has her restrained. He turns away from her. And in a moment of genius, she does this new, she uses this new power of hers where she can, like, you know, go to him in a vision. But she does it, and she makes the vision of herself appear on, like, the prow of the ship, poised to use the cut to kill him. And, of course, he reacts. And in that moment of distraction, she's able to free herself and jump off the skiff. Uh, At this point... In the battle, pretty much everything is lost. All is lost. Uh, <laughs> yeah. there, there's no, no, there's no way in hell they're going to win this battle. Um, she's running just in the darkness, blind in the darkness, because she doesn't want to use her light to make herself an easier target. Mal finds her in the darkness and says, it's time, you have to do it. And she tries to refuse, but she can't. And then she slash he kind of like stabs him. Yeah. So Mal's, Mal's dead now. It's... I was truly shook. I mean, I don't know what I expected. I was like, okay, yeah. we're not going to kill Mal. It's horrible. And, and then, then they did. did. Yep, yep. I didn't think it was going to happen either, but they did. And the moment that her knife goes into his heart, there is this insane burst of light. Oh, my gosh. Everything is lit up like day as far as the eye can see. It's blinding. You, now you can't see in any direction. It's more light than we've ever seen in any of the books at any point in time. And then there's nothing. And then it's all gone. The power's gone. Everything's as it was a moment before she killed Mel. She has no power. Her power is gone. my God. And her connection with the Darkling is cut, too. She can't feel him like she could before, either. She can't summon. It's all gone. So... This was so crazy. (laughs) This was so crazy. Absolutely. It was... What did I feel this moment? Despair? (laughs) I was like... Kidding me? How do yeah. you say hurting? Yeah. <laughs> How do you say uh, I give up? Yeah. I give up. I sad. I sad. <laughs> uh, but then beams of light start shooting down. Like these beams of light start like landing on people, like other people who were like fighting this battle. And you're like, what is happening? Like, a, like, oh like pinpricks of light, like, like stabbing through the fold, like uh, all over the place and all at the, the borders of the fold and. And that's when she realizes that um, that this was Morozova's plan all along. Yes. Not that one person would have all of the power in the world, but that the third amplifier would instead increase the power a thousandfold and then spread it out a thousandfold. So ah! sick. Yeah. So they just so created sick. who knows how many new sun summoners. I yes. lost it. It was so freaking cool. So cool. They so the whole time I'm thinking like, of course. Of course. Lee is ingenious. Yeah, she's great. Exactly. She always does this. Like you yes. said last time, she always, there's always a twist. It's so good. So unpredictable. So now there's countless new sun summoners. Um, the Darkling is like, what did you do? The fold is disappearing. The Volker are screeching as the sunlight comes down. The Darkling is utterly alone as he stumbles towards them to see Mal's dead body there. Damn He's at a loss for what to do. He's, it's horrible. Oh. And so then... So then Alina, she still has a teeny bit of the shadow power that she stole from him. And she has a knife made of Grisha steel, which, as we learned in the first book, is, like, standard issue for the first army. So we're harkening back to the beginning. Mal's blood blood has still on it. Yep. So she wraps that thing in the last of the shadow powers that she has, and she stabs the Darkling. Dude, I was losing it. When he's like, not like this. Yeah. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. But his, so his dying wish to her is to hear his real name said once more and to die and not be buried in a grave. 
Yeah, he says something like, no grave, not that they can desecrate or something. Yeah, yeah I was like, he oh. knows they would. And I was kind of sitting yeah. here like, wait, why am I sad about this? Yeah. Yeah, for real. <laughs> well, and I think it's, it's almost like the loss of potential. Like, Alexander, when he was young, didn't have to become what he did. Yeah. So it's, it's more like you're mourning the loss of the boy that he was all that yeah. long time ago. Yeah, Not exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So true. And he says something else that's, like, super, like, telling. And he goes, what does he say to Alina? He's like notices that she can't sun summon anymore she has no more power and he's like now i'm alone and now you're nothing yeah and now i'm just alone he's alone for the first time ever yep completely bakra's dead the only other one who's on his level now alina's dead he's 100 percent alone and also to say that she's nothing like she she really was and this is where the difference is mal loved alina before he knew about the power and before she was true bestie Ugh, but he only cared about her for her power. So, the Nichevoya disappear. Nikolai turns back to to our beloved Nikki boy. Yay! Yay! Best boy. But love him. Uh, the Darkling and Mal are still I love both dead. You. Uh, Alina's wounded, except that then, and this should not be possible, Mal takes a breath. <laughs> I was like, okay. Uh-huh. I was like, no. Freaking way. <laughs> I know, it's like, oh, I'm happy, no. but also, how? <laughs> so, as they're leaving, uh, Alina tells Tolia, I died here. Do you understand? This yeah. was my martyrdom. Because mm-hmm. Sanctia Alina is done. Yeah. And to be a saint, you're supposed to be a martyr. You're supposed to live, have a martyr's death. So, she's like, let this be my martyr's death and let me let me go. Yeah. And he's like, okay, yes, I understand. <laughs> Thank exactly. God. Tolia and Tamar did bring Mal back, though, right? Yes. Well, so they were trying but, to, yeah. I mean, I guess they did. But then, so I was kind of like, just giving out a tiny bit. I was like, wait, what? But then Alina explains later that like, oh, okay, what died was the life that never should have been brought back yes. in the first place mm-hmm. with the yes. Bagra's sister. sister all that time yeah. ago. So yeah. I was like, okay, Lee has an explanation for everything. Yes. Something that has not been mentioned yet that I was very upset about is our boy Harshaw did unfortunately pass away. <gasps> he did. Harshaw died. And I was very upset because it was like one sentence. It was like, Harshaw was gone. And I was like, Harshaw's like dead? Gone? Yeah, I know. Oh, and then like later she was like, yeah, Harshaw died. I was like, Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I need that to not be true. (laughs) I need that to not be true. Absolutely. She like totally breezed over it. So that when I read too, I was like, wait, what? When? Wait, what? I was so mad. Like, he's the only one who died out of like our main. Okay, hang on. Harsha died, but Zoya lived? <laughs> what? At this point, though, I would have been sad if Zoya had died I too. I'd have been sad yeah. too, but not as sad as when Harshaw died. I was so upset. Like, who who does Oncat have now? Misha. I mean, Misha, but it was still upset. It was this is like when Raphael died in the Mortal Instruments. I was like, wait a second. You, this is not allowed. Actually, I love Raphael. <laughs> yeah, because you knew the whole time you loved Harshaw. Yeah. <laughs> I was shocked. So they go back to the apple orchard and they go there to recover. Mal is recovering very slowly, but he's going to survive. Nikolai returns as the reigning king and hero with the story that he was uh, he was taken as a hostage by the Darkling and slated for execution on the fold, but then he escaped. Uh, every So this is where we learn every Kazatsia within range of the fold when Alina's like power exploded is his son summoner now. That is so cool. <laughs> Coolest thing I ever heard of. <laughs> I swear, Harsha died. Ruby too. 
That was really yeah. Because yeah, Ruby was like, I don't know if you remember this song, Gialina, but we served together. And yeah. And was like, uh huh. <laughs> well, I was like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it meant so much to her. So that's so sad. Alina's shoulder is finally healed, as are Jenya's scars for, that were made by the Nishivoya. Yes. That's kind of cool. I was so happy. Yeah. Um, he was still like, okay, but I still only have one eye, and it's kind of growing on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I look intriguing, so I'm yeah. going to go with it. I was like, I love this for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Alina, she's, she feels as happy as she is to have now. She feels empty, like she's lost a limb. She doesn't have the power. She doesn't have this this constant connection that she had with the yeah. darkling, good or bad. Like, she's just kind of empty feeling, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, Mal kind of feels the same way. He can't track anymore. That, like, magical mm-hmm. connection he had with nature and with living things, gone. Yeah. So <gasps> it's weird because now they're going to have to relate to the world in a totally different way that they <laughs> never have had to ever. Yeah. Yeah. So they're definitely changed people than they were in the first book and even the second. So that I wrote, uh, Malian Aretsev died with Alina Stark of Sun Summoner in the final battle on the fold. Now they will have new names, a new life, and it won't be as a superhuman tracker in a Sun Queen. It will just be two best friends, a boy and a girl, orphans from Kerenzen who fell in love. Holy shit! Oh my gosh! <laughs> a boy and a girl! Who fell in love. As he was telling us the whole time. She was. Absolutely. As for Ravka, she threw up. I was no. That's so that's she's her sneezing. Oh! If you pet her like her back or her butt, she sometimes stops. I don't is know what you? it is. I feel so bad for her. I don't know why she does that. It sounds so sad. I know it's not. It's my cat sneezing. It's not throwing up because it's a different sound when she throws up. <laughs> I don't know. Well, why. I'm glad she's not sick. Yeah. There you go. Yen Yen, you okay? Yennefer, come here. <laughs> oh, baby. Poor thing. I don't know what it is. Poor baby girl. Oh, she sneezed. I don't... She shook her head like, okay, fine. I snapped out of it. <laughs> Anyways, as for Ravka, uh, Nikolai struggles with the lingering uh, shadows, but is already an excellent king. Genius pardons and will lead the second army along with David and Zoya. Yes! Amazing! Yes, amazing. yes, yes. King. Yes. Alina oh, and Mal are married with no comp <gasps> under false names and they use the emerald ring that Nikolai refused to take back to build a new orphanage atop the old one in Karamzin. Misha and other children now live there and are endlessly spoiled. Ugh. Nikolai and all of their old allies from the battle visit from time to time and bring gifts for the children. Life is very full of beautiful, ordinary things, even as wars and power struggles continue in the world around them and in all the other books in Lee Bardugo's universe. But for Alina and Mal, uh, quote, they had an ordinary life full of ordinary things, if love can ever be called that. No! Oh my gosh. <laughs> Something that I really... Oh really loved in the epilogue too was that lee mentions that um when they bring the gifts for the children at one point zoya brings alina a blue kefta which is a summoner's colored kefta so that alina knows that she'll always be a a summoner and a part of the grisha and like knows that she did so good by them at heart I was that might be like my favorite scene I love of that the whole too. book. I actually. debated on whether to put it in my summary or not, and I was like, nah, I've got like this last page of the summary, like fine tune. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I did. oh my 
but God, the I know. Is so good. well, so we're at, we're at like two hours now, which is our longest episode yet. But I did say this would be our longest as the oh, final episode, so God. it's fine. Can I just talk about how good the ending? Is? Yes. yes, absolutely. <laughs> we can. I. It was a long journey, but I. <laughs> when it ended, okay, because like after a while, I was like, okay, I don't know what I was like. I'm back. I'm back as a Molina shipper. <laughs> All right. They survived. they brought me back okay, and then I, I still want her to be pregnant with Mal's child and for him to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but see, like I would have accepted other endings too. Like it wasn't so hardcore that I wasn't kind of like. But what if she and Nikolai ruled the Rav to Ravka together? You know, mm-hmm. I was like still thinking about it, but the epilogue sealed it for me the I was epilogue like, was this, so well done this is yeah everything yeah. it addressed all of the things that i wanted to know in an epilogue finally yes. yeah and i think it was exactly what alina needed and what yeah. mal needed it made me so yeah. happy it was exactly what the boy and the girl from karamzin needed <laughs> exactly. it's exactly the future they <laughs> no, should have had the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it was the, exactly the hero's journey because <laughs> And it ended up right back where it started, exactly. but better. And they learned, and they grew. Took them freaking long enough. Now, and now they can help <laughs> other people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. I'm like so emotional. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Uh, favorite parts breathe, of the book. Breathe, go. Breathe. My favorite part was the last battle. It was epic. So epic. Oh, my favorite part is. I love, I already said this, I love the scene where Zoya hands over the kefta. I just thought that was mm-hmm. so, like, powerful and incredibly well-written. I just thought it was very emotional and touching. Absolutely. I can decide. Maybe the whole epilogue is my favorite, but I also love the apple orchard and the part where they first show up at the spinning wheel and everyone. Yeah. That was when I started really getting into the book. I do also love in the final battle when the Darkling does say that thing where he's like, now you're nothing. Because it just finally feels like complete. Like he is yeah. no more. Yep. Very much. Uh, least favorite part? The tattoo. Tattoo. Really? <laughs> mine, was, mine was when Bagra died. Oh. Yeah, in terms of sad. sadness. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that was sad too. I, what I wrote was the tragedy of the Darkling, then parentheses, Bagra's death. Because the whole yeah. thing is just that was super sad. tragic, tragic, tragic. Oh Bagra was such like a good character too. Yeah, she really yeah. was. For favorite quotes, I had a couple, but I'll I'll try and stick to like just one or two. On page three fifty six, um, Mal's talking to Alina, and he says, "Maybe that brought us together." They're talking about destiny. Maybe that brought us together, but it didn't make us who we are. It didn't make you the girl who could get me to laugh when I had nothing. It sure as hell didn't make me the idiot who took that for granted. Whatever there is between us, we forged it. It belongs to us. And I feel like that's Stop. like that's that's really like an important thing to remember because like it's easy to say like even like we still use the term soulmates and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I don't know anything that you have with another person is not just because you know, you're magically soulmates. Like, you have it because you forged it and you made it and it's yours and you get to keep making out of the relationship what you want out of the relationship. It's not just, you know... Mm-hmm. It's not just, like, destiny is all-powerful and you're at its whim. Yeah. I liked that. I liked the idea of they forged it. Yeah, me too. I loved yeah. that. And then my only other one is short. It's on page... Well, not only. There's a lot. But the other one I'll share now, um, page 330, is um, 
Anakuya used to tell me that hope was tricky like water. Somehow it always found a way in. Mm, That's yeah. also very true, I think. Can you hand me that? I have a quote in there. Oh, yes. Absolutely. It spoons. Well. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I highlighted a lot of stuff, but I think that if I was being honest, my favorite quote is the, is the last line of the book. The one you already read. Oh, really? Yeah. I seriously was like, I burst into tears. <laughs> I was sobbing. <laughs> I'm so glad I put it in my summary. Then. Oh my God. I mean, they had an ordinary life full of ordinary things. If love could ever be called that. It was sad that Alina had lost her powers, but at the same time, mm-hmm. it was like, this is what this I is wanted what she, for them all yeah. along. This Just, is what she wanted all along before it was all the what power the, stuff showed up. Exactly. It was like kind of what they always wanted. Yeah. And it happened and they still get to be like the boy and girl from Karen's. I know. But they don't have to give up their like exciting like different life they had either entirely because they still get to know Nikolai know. and Jenya and David. And exactly. The fact that the king of Ravka just shows up and gives all their orphans fun little boats it's to play so with. Cute. <laughs> so cute. I... I would not have chosen Mal over Nikolai. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Nikolai is just so charming. You can't help it. Nikolai is the superior man to every man. But for Alina, I think this was perfect. I guess. Uh, I don't know. For Alina, yes. I haven't gotten over how Mal acted in the last book. I liked Mal. I mean, I did. No. (laughs) No. We know you. (laughs) I said I'm sorry. Yes, he's his. He still did not make up for his behavior in the last book, and all he did was be a martyr this whole book until like literally like the last couple chapters when he was like, "Okay, now we'll snuggle some," and that Mm -hmm. was it. Yeah, I do have qualms with that. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's perfect. (laughs) 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 Okay, here's my favorite quote. I just thought this was really compelling and still shows that Alina has a little bit of a connection to the Darkling, even though by all sense of the meaning, like. With her sun summoner power being gone, she's not. But this is at the end where the Darkling is literally being like burned on a pyre um, so that all of Ravka can see like he's finally done. And she said, Who had tended him? I wondered, feeling an ache rise in my throat. Who had combed his dark hair back so neatly from his forehead? Who had folded his graceful hands on his chest? Some of the crowd were complaining that the Darkling had no business sharing a pyre with a saint. But this felt right to me, and the people needed to see it and to it here. And then a little bit later, she says, No one knew his name to curse or extol, so I spoke it softly beneath my breath. Alexander, I whispered, a boy's name, given up, almost forgotten. And I thought that was very, oh. very compelling. So compelling. I had the same thought when I read it. I was like, oh, this was, this was right. I know that it's problematic, but this felt like this was the right thing to do. And yeah. Because it's not it's not mourning like the Darkling, the monster who killed a bunch of people. It's mourning Alexander. Alexander, yeah. Yeah. And just everything that turned him into what he is. Yeah. It's just and the person that he could have been. And in a different world he could have been with someone like Alina. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I mean, that's not I don't think the only reason they had a connection was because of the power. I think that they could have had an actual connection. Yeah. Had he not, you know. If he had been chill. Yeah. If he had <laughs> yeah. not been, I don't know, a mass murderer. But if he had gone, like, down the other path of life, I think they could have actually, like, had a type of relationship, mm-hmm. you know? It's sad. So, for me, that's what I was, like, mourning. I do yeah. think yeah. he 
is a great villain. So I good. Mean, so I think he's good. one of the best villains I've ever Incredible read. Incredible villain. I agree. Because you're like, I almost want to root for you. Which exactly. Is so, and, and at the same time, I know how wrong that yes. is. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's I just never... a part of you that can't help it. Yeah. He's convincing. <laughs> it's what so makes him so dangerous. Yeah. yeah. And the things that he says, you're like, you're right. Yes, mm-hmm. he has. There's always some truth to what he says, mm-hmm. yeah. which makes it so horrible. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You were saying something earlier about that quote where he says, or Alina says, at the end of the day, he loved Ravka. And it's so true. Yes, yeah. that killed me because, like, it's when she's going to talk to Nikolai and, like, they're taking down all the Darkling stuff and they're all excited. But she's kind of like, wait a second, like, he loved Ravka too. Yeah. And More also, than Mal does. Mal was like, let's not even live in Ravka anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Let's but, let it burn. But like Nikolai and the Darkling both, you know, cared about being rulers. But, and also the fact that like that one scene when they're talking about like how Grisha are treated everywhere else in the world. Uh-huh. And then she's kind of like, wait a second, the Darkling kind of like made it so Ravka was a safe place for Grisha. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I hadn't really fully considered before that. And I was like, oh my God. He did. It's kind of wild because he'll do horrible, horrible things. And then he has like these weird moments where you're mm-hmm. like, well, that's not a horrible thing. And yeah. it's like, messes <laughs> with your brain a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, nobody's all good or all bad. Yeah. yeah. Which is what makes humanity so frustrating. Yeah. And what makes him a good villain. Yeah. That's correct. Because he's still villain. wrong. I mean, there's nothing... He's I don't. I don't want him to win. He's not redeemable, yeah. but at the same yeah. time, he's not like a flat villain. Exactly. He's got yeah. like nuance. Yes, absolutely. Love that. Well, so you don't have Elsa. What? How about Pinky Zap? How many Pinky Zap do we give this book? You know, when I started, I was like, "This is going to be my lowest Pinky Zap for this series." <laughs> and then when I ended it, I was like, "This is a four and a half really Pinky Zap for me." It it changed so quick. I was like, <laughs> I hate this. Never mind. I love this. That's and the so difference was when, as soon as Nikolai showed up. <laughs> <laughs> this for me was a lower actually because I liked. I think because I I had really high expectations because I loved the first two. Mm-hmm. This was a three point seven five for me. Wow, <laughs> so a lot lower than my others. And I still loved it. But I love the other one so much more, and I still didn't give either of them a five. I, just, I might have given one of them a five, maybe the first one. Yeah. But because I didn't give the last one a five, I was like, and I didn't like this one quite as much as that one. Mm. Yeah. I, I give this a four. Okay. I like this one. I love Shadow and Bone, then Rune Rising, and then Siege of Storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I would give any of them a five, though, actually. Maybe Shadow and Bone. Shadow and Bone. Yeah. See, yeah. that's why I can't give them a five either, because. Six of Crows. Exactly. Exists. I was gonna say. <laughs> I, I know six how of Six of Crows, crows is. Five too, though. <laughs> yeah. See. I give. I, I give know. Shadow and six of I just crows know that Six of Crows is so much above this trilogy. Not yeah. trying to diss the trilogy or anything, but that's why I can't give these books a five because mm-hmm. Six of Crows is the five. Yeah. To me, Six of Crows is like everything. So it's yeah. like. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I love this series. I kind of, I was almost surprised by how much I loved it. The yeah. series as a whole. Yeah. I loved it. I agree. I'm kind of sad that it's gone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm happy, but also like, hey, what? by April 23rd, we get the show. God, <laughs> uh, I'm very excited about it because I'm ready for more of this universe. Same. Oh my God, I'm going to freak out. <laughs> All right. Well, as usual, if you guys have any thoughts that you want to share with us uh, about the pod, about the book that we talked about, if you disagree with us, if you're like, how dare you like the Darkling? He's evil. Come at me, bro. <laughs> like, also, I get it. 
<laughs> I get it, like, but I, I will fight you. <laughs> I get it. It just doesn't change my mind. Yeah. <laughs> but I still I still want to talk about it, though. Um, and then I'll always... You know, like calls to like. We're hot. <laughs> hot. <laughs> yep. Um, so send us your book recs. We like to keep a list. We are doing those. Rate and subscribe if you like this episode. Uh, we do really, really appreciate it. We actually do read all of our reviews and, and check our ratings often. So we'll see it if you do it, which is, it's nice for us. Yeah, it's we'll fun. see what you do. We'll just see <laughs> about see that. <laughs> Wasn't supposed to be a threat. It was supposed to be encouraging. Spoons is sitting here with her arms crossed real salty like about something. Nah, my tummy hurts. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Also, if there's someone that you guys want to see, like, on Patreon, like, if you're like, mm, I joined Patreon if they did this or that, let us know. Because the other day I was thinking, we do have some stuff planned for Patreon that'll go up pretty soon. But if there's something that you guys specifically want, let us know. You can always email us at contact contact.thatpretentiousbookclub.com or contact us on social media. Also, I am in the process of putting up all our episodes on YouTube. Yeah. So you can find us at The Pretentious Book Club on YouTube. Hooray! Hooray. Lots of of fun things in progress happening. We'll see you guys next week for the episode we actually recorded earlier today, episode 9. Until then, keep your teacups full, your pinkies pinkies high, and book club pretentious. (laughs) (laughs) And I messed it up. (laughs) Bye. Bye, everyone.